Welcome, my friends. This is the Monster Audio Edition Week 9. Hope everyone had a uh, decent week of football. Uh, I'm guessing most of you didn't because uh, a lot of us didn't. It was a really, really strange week from top to bottom. Uh, a lot of upsets, uh, multiple parlays getting destroyed by Buffalo, uh, Dallas, the Raiders, amongst others. Uh, I'm recording this first section here uh, during the Rams game. They're already down 14 is it 14 zip it looks like or 14-3 something like that right now so very very strange week overall a lot of game scripts did not go uh anywhere near like like they thought like we thought a lot of us thought they were going to um so yeah definitely definitely taking the L on many 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 different things and uh you know it wasn't just me uh, a lot of uh IDP Twitter and fantasy Twitter uh NFL Twitter really got this week wrong but Shit, I'll fall on my sword. I got no problem doing that. Yeah, I get stuff wrong all the time. Uh, even when it comes to just corners, uh, you know, I get 28% of that stuff wrong every week before, you know, before I even start looking at uh, transparency or what was right, what was wrong. I already know I'm going to get 28% wrong uh, every single week. So it is what it is. If we knew the future, um, I'd be in Wall Street, not uh, IDP Twitter. So, um, you know, we do the best we can with the information we have. We make the best calls we can. And uh, the rest is up to the fantasy gods. And they definitely widened our booty holes this week. There is no doubt about that. Good Christ. Uh, but, yeah, so probably should have led with the disclaimer. Uh, you know, anyone that's heard this before knows I may drop a swear here or there. Not trying to, but please keep that in mind. If you're at work uh, or if you have any children around, uh, please consider headphones for yourself or for them. And just remember, this may not be safe for work. I'm not, in, I'm not trying to do that, but uh, this is a stream of consciousness. And if I see something crazy, a swear might fly out of my mouth. Same deal if my cat tries to electrocute me with vitamin water. Uh, that has been known to happen. So just a heads up for everyone. With all that being said, let's get into it. So this is the Monster Audio Edition Week 9. Let's get started with the Thursday night game. That was Colts and Jets. Uh, battle of a couple pretty, pretty mediocre. Uh, one terrible, one mediocre AFC teams. And uh, there, were, there were a lot of good questions here that we got some answers to this week. Uh, so we'll start with the Jets first. Uh, lead producer Ashton Davis and C.J. Mosley, 10 combined tackles apiece. That is a thing of beauty right there. So we got the bounce back week. We were looking for with Ashton Davis, which is excellent, and he was in for 98% of snaps. So we're looking great there. He remains an excellent, excellent waiver wire safety. I've got him going in multiple spots, and I love it. It was free. Cost nothing more than the, uh, the cost of paying attention, clicking a mouse, tapping my phone. C.J. Mosley, 10 combined tackles on the week, was in for 100% of snaps. Uh, just another great example of how you can wait on linebacker, get guys like him, Deion Jones, Foye Aluakon, uh, many, uh, you know, Devondre Campbell, many of the top and best producers this season are guys you could have gotten rounds, plural, uh, after guys like uh, Darius Leonard, Roquan Smith, Devin White, guys like that. Uh, shit, Bobby Okariki's got 11 combined tackles, nine of them solo and a pass defense. I'm just seeing that right. Oh, he's got a pick, too. I'm seeing that over on the box score on the other side there. So, you know, you could definitely wait on linebacker. Just keep that in mind. Um, you know, you want to make sure you're good at the positions of scarcity. And uh, linebacker is plentiful and available uh, often. 
But I digress. Back to the production. So Ashton Davis, C.J. Mosley, good weeks, good playing time, looking good. Quinnen Williams, eight combined tackles, seven of them solo. Excellent. Hey, we don't need the sack all the time. We don't need the tackles for loss. We don't need the uh, the batted ball interception or any crazy stuff like that. If Quentin Williams is going to give us seven solo tackles and a tackle assist, that is just as good as two or three tackles and a sack uh, in most leagues. So that's excellent. We'll take it. That is a DT one week for him right there. Just knowing defensive tackle production, he was in for 68% of snaps and is having a fine season. After that, it drops down a little bit. We got Brandon Eccles, top corner producer this week. Six combined tackles, five of them solo. The breakdown for corner playing time actually shifted a little bit this week. So Bryce Hall, standard operating procedure, 100% of snaps. Brandon Eccles saw a bump. He's been at 80% most of the year. He was up to 100% this week. Michael Carter remained the third corner with 74% of snaps played this week. So a little shift. Shout out Hollywood. Brandon Eccles, that's his dude. And uh, yeah, he's been producing. Um, I haven't checked his PFF grade, so I'm not going to pretend like I know if he's any good or not. But uh, they're giving him more snaps, and he's putting up numbers. So that's good for us for streaming corner if the matchup's correct. Okay, moving on from there, we got Marcus May, six combined tackles. He got hurt in this one. He was only in for 66% of snaps, so let's check on that injury and see what's going on. Okay, torn Achilles tendons uh, for Marcus May. He is done for the season. That's it for him. So we may have a waiver wire safety move here. Let's have a look-see. I am not seeing any other safeties that played this week. I got Ashton Davis at 98% of snaps. I got Marcus May at 66%. And then it looks like Sherrod Neesman came in at corner for 32% of snaps. But I was under the impression that he might be dual designated as a safety somewhere. So let me check that. Okay, that is correct. He is actually a safety. Uh, he's listed as a corner here on NFL GSIFs. And whenever I see that, that's usually a really good indication that some somewhere... One of these sites has screwed this up and has made him a cornerback when he's actually a safety because NFL Jesus just did it. That's probably based on where he lined up. That's probably how they're figuring this out. But regardless, doesn't matter. If you can get him as a corner and he's going to play safety and replace Marcus May, that is absolutely something you want to do. That is a cheat code. Uh, corner is inconsistent, sp uh, sporadic unreliable production. That's why people dislike it with a passion. That's why I like it so much, because it's challenging. It's difficult to do well, and uh, I like a good challenge. But uh, yeah, safety, far more consistent, especially Marcus May's role. If he's going to see Marcus May's playing time and role, uh, and you can plug him in at a corner slot, that's awesome. So Sherrod Neesman may be the move here. I mean, next week's going to tell the tale, but if you got the room and you need the help, uh, at corner and or safety corner especially if you can do that but safety you know would probably be a fine waiver wire option I would pull the trigger on that as well let's just check the beat writers real quick and make sure that's actually the guy okay I just read Jets wire they have confirmed quote Sherrod Neesman is in for a ton more playing time unquote so that looks like the move right there. That's your waiver wire move for the Jets. Sherrod Neesman as a safety um yeah, a little bit as a corner. If you if that's where he, what he is in your league of uh, merit, then yeah, a lot of it. That that's definitely a move. Moving on from there, uh, Fuller 
Folo Fadukasi, defensive tackle, backup defensive tackle. We don't need to worry about this. Four combined tackles. He saw a bunch of playing time last year, but he's been just a rotational guy this year. 58% of snaps, which isn't terrible, but we're not going to chase four combined tackles. Quincy Williams played a little bit this week. Looks like only 24% of snaps. We can ignore that. The other inside linebacker was Jared Davis, 73% of snaps, but only two tackle assists on the day. So the playing time's there. The production is not. But who knows? It, it could happen. Um, I'm still deeper leagues, you know, starting four-plus linebackers. Uh, I would add Davis uh, for a bye week or a short-term injury option. Um, the playing time is there. The production is probably going to follow. That's how those things work. So I'm not worried about it yet. Plus, it's only a second week back from that short-term IR stint. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm, I'm lukewarm on it. Let's put it that way. Uh, I'm, I'm hot. On uh, Niesman, I am lukewarm on Jared Davis. Moving on from there, John Franklin Myers landed a sack. That's probably the best pass rush option on this team besides Quinnen Williams. He was in for 66% of snaps this week. That's fine. He's a DE, you know, three, four deeper leagues. Bryce Hall, acceptable game at corner, three combined tackles. And a pass defense, if your league scores pass defense correctly, he had a nice game. And by that, I know I've said that sentence about a bunch of times, uh, and I've never explained it, but uh, a few years back, most of my leagues, we we decided that we were going to really pump up pass defense to make corner more relevant and to better um, score corners, because corners aren't really tackle dependent, right? Like, you're not going to find a lot of corners with a high tackle floor besides guys like Kenny Moore and... You know, Logan Ryan a couple years back, uh, Malcolm Butler last year, things like that. There are outliers, but for the most part, you want your corners to get their points from uh, pass defense primarily, interceptions secondarily, and tackles third. Uh, You know, interceptions are few and far between. They're they're sporadic, um, inconsistent, uh, random. Uh, But pass defense is something that your corner is supposed to do every week and should be rewarded rather well when it does happen. So I've got minimum three points of pass defense in every league I'm in. Some some leagues it's four, some leagues it's four and a half. We really want to reward those corners for breaking up a pass. And if you do that, I mean, you know, some leagues they don't even score pass defense or it's a point. Uh, In my leagues, Bryce Hall went from you know, five points just off of tackles to nine points with that pass defense. Uh, That's an acceptable game at corner, and just that one play uh, really helped him out. So that's what I mean when I say uh, scoring pass defense correctly. Guys that let us down this week, no one we give a shit about, trust me. Uh, All right, let's look at playing time, see if anything looks weird. So far, so good. Shaq Lawson saw a pretty decent bump to 76% of snaps, but he's terrible. We can ignore that. Mm, nothing else of note. Go grab Sherrod Neesman if you need help at safety or if he's a corner especially. Moving on to the Colts. Lead producer this week. I don't know how many times I've seen this year, this year, but it's been a ton. Bobby Okariki, uh, 11 combined tackles. Nine of them solo, a pass defense and a pick. Bobby Okariki was one of the greatest deals this year. Uh, you know, I mentioned the other guys, Deion Jones, Foya Luakan, Devondre Campbell, guys like that. You could get this guy so, so, so late in drafts. Uh, Jordan Brooks, too, you know, uh, Logan Wilson. These guys that we knew were going to play a ton um, and 
ended up just being really excellent. Um, man, another great week for him, and he was in for 96% of snaps. So perfect, no problem there. Great week for him. Kenny Moore, next guy up, uh, nine combined tackles, eight of them solo in a pass defense. He's excellent. He he is probably the cornerback one this season. Uh, it doesn't matter what the matchup is. He's always doing well. That's that slot corner role for him. He gets uh, some tackles from that, and that definitely helps his floor every week. Uh, he is a set-and-forget corner, and there aren't too many of those. 100% of snaps played. Darius Leonard, third guy on the list, seven combined tackles, no splash plays of any kind, played 100% of snaps, and is in that same camp with guys like Devin White That's kind of hasn't returned investment yet on people that got him like stupid early well you know if, if that was you just remember this right for next year you don't need to spend that kind of draft capital on a linebacker uh shit you could find guys off waivers that are putting up more points week to week than Darius Leonard uh David Long is for Christ's sakes he, he was he cost nothing he costs absolutely nothing guys like Baron Browning and Ernest Jones just this last week are probably going to have similar production to Darius Leonard, and they cost you nothing in season. Uh, so, yeah, please do not spend that draft capital on linebacker. It is such a waste of draft capital. You could use that on defensive tackle, defensive end, tight end, backup running back, actual running back, whatever. Uh, super flex, get yourself that third or fourth quarterback. Trade that sucker. Get something else you need in season. Like, that is... The the capital I see people spend on guys like Darius Leonard and Devin White is just batshit crazy. I see I see them go, you know, third, fourth, fifth rounds. Uh, you know, for reference, that's where guys like Cam Akers were going before he got hurt. Um, that's where guys like Calvin Ridley were going. Um, you know, you could get a seriously good offensive piece or... Lockdown defensive tackle or defensive end for the entire season uh, at that spot, um, you know, and then wait and grab either a good linebacker deal later on, Okariki, guys like that, or just get a warm body for the first few weeks until the injuries start happening, until the bullshit starts. And then from there, you grab the waiver wire guys, and worst case, you're a tackle or two off a week. That's it. That's nothing. That, that does not matter. That is not a huge difference. Uh, I always go that. I'll, I'll have one or two decent, like, anchor, quote-unquote, linebackers to, uh, you know, get me through the first few weeks. But then I'm just picking guys off waivers, and that is the way to do it. I digress. Uh, okay, next, DeForest Buckner, six combined tackles, three of them solo. Tackle for loss, pass defense, QB hit. Excellent game for Mr. Buckner. He was in for 84% of snaps. That's the fourth or third or fourth week in a row he's had excellent production. Uh, a lot of people were shoveling dirt on him, too, and uh, he's come roaring, roaring back to life. So really, really good to see. Okay, moving on from there, we got our first kind of weird one, George Odom, who is one of the uh, safeties that's come in here to replace Kahari Willis. Um their other safety was hurt, too. I can't remember his name right now. But George Odom was in for 100% of snaps. Andrew Sandejo was in for 100% of snaps. Kari Willis is on IR. And I can't for the life of me remember who the other safety is supposed to be. Because it was, oh, Julian Blackman. He's also on IR, I believe. So those are your two safeties. Odom had five solo tackles, 100% of snaps. Sandejo, three combined tackles, 100% of snaps. So nothing, like, special 
from either, and I really don't expect either one to be like a great waiver wire safety, but they're both playing 100% of snaps, and they're both available, so if you need safety help, George Odom or Andrew Sandejo, pick your poison. Either one's a decent option. Moving on from there, Isaiah Rogers, corner. Uh, we can ignore this. He only plays, yeah, 53% of snaps. He's the third corner behind Kenny Moore and Xavier Rhodes, uh, so we can ignore that. Uh, Taylor Stallworth, two sacks. Who the hell is Taylor Stallworth? That is a defensive tackle backup that played 29% of snaps in a blowout win. We can ignore that. Uh, anything else? Not really. Guys that let us down this week, no one of note besides, for me personally, al Quadin Muhammad, just two tackle assists. That's unfortunate. And Grover Stewart, for those of you that were trusting Grover Stewart. Uh, I believe just one tackle assist on the day. He was in for 42% of snaps, which is a bit down from normal, but I would attribute that more to the blowout than anything else. Um, somewhat surprising that uh, Okariki, Leonard, and Buckner played as much as they did with this game getting out of hand so quickly. Uh, we'll take it, though. We, we definitely got some extra production out of that, so that was good stuff. All right, looking at playing time. Nothing sticking out so far. Xavier Rhodes, I believe he got hurt in this one. I was just looking at stuff from my corners article, and he was questionable. So let's check that real, real quick. Okay, yeah, looks like a calf injury uh, took out Xavier Rhodes from this one early. Uh, so Rakia Sin came in, and that is normal order of operations. When Rhodes is out, Rakia Sin is in. So we'll have to monitor that uh, next game. I have no idea who they're playing next, but if the matchup looks good, beyond Kenny Moore, who's an every-week starter, you could go Rocky Sin if Xavier Rhodes is out, but that's just something we'll have to keep an eye on. Uh, other than that, no real surprises here. Anyone that was slightly down in playing time, it was mostly due to the blowout, I would believe, uh, besides Rhodes with the injury. Uh, Quiddy Pay was in for 70% of snaps. That's nice to see. That's quite a bit. He only had two combined tackles, a pass defense, and two QB hits. That's actually not terrible, though. So in my leagues, that's three points from tackles, seven points with the pass defense, nine points when you add the QB hits. That's not a bad game at all. Uh, not a bad game at all for a DE three or four in deeper leagues. We'll take that. So... Uh, you know, it's all about how your league scores things. Not everything's going to be the same everywhere. But, you know, if you are if you do have one of those leagues where you're you're getting, you know, one point for a pass defense um, or and no points for a QB hit, uh, you know, maybe bring that up next year going into uh, the new season. That That's something you guys should be scoring. Uh, pass defense should be scored highly because it's a hard play to pull off and it makes corners relevant. And QB hit should also be scored because, you know, it, it affects the QB's play. So, uh, you know, it, it's a statistic that means something, so we should track it and we should score it. But okay, that's it. That's it for me and my soapbox on the Thursday night game. We'll keep it moving to the rest of the matchups here, uh, starting with the Sunday 1 p.m. game. Alrighty, we are into the Sunday games now, starting with the afternoon games. Uh, we'll lead off with the Browns and Bengals. Uh, yeah, obviously a one-sided affair. Uh, Browns beat the living crap out of them, but upon first inspection of the box score here, it looks like there's a ton more production on the Browns' defense that would lead me to believe 
that the Bengals dominated time of possession and were on the field quite a bit more, despite getting blown out 41-16. to Let's see if I'm crazy. Nope, that is the case. 25 first downs to 14, Cincinnati. 35 minutes of possession to 25, Cincinnati. So, yeah, I mean, you know, those things are glaringly obvious when you look at these box scores sometimes. Like, we're looking at 71 combined tackles for the Browns this week, just 45 for the Bengals. So, you know, despite blowing out Cleveland, uh, you know, the Cincy defense did not see the field that often. And when they did, it looks like they were just letting up, you know, big play touchdowns. There was that long Chubb touchdown. There was that Peoples-Jones bomb. I know that's at least two. I didn't get get to uh, watch this game, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can see the story in these box scores and um, playing time and team stats just by looking at this stuff uh, over the course of time. But I digress. Let's get into it with the Browns. Lead producer this week, Anthony Walker, 14 combined tackles, 12 of them solo, a sack, a tackle for loss, QB hit. Huge day for Mr. Walker. That looks great. And he was in four, 83% of snaps. The only reason that's down a little bit is probably due to the blowout. I would not worry about that at all. What I would worry about is Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa when he comes back. Let's see if we can find any news on that. Okay, it looks like Koromoa is eligible to come off IR this week. So that's something you 100% got to keep track of if you're going to play Walker this week. Uh, make sure Koromoa is not playing if you want to roll out Walker this next game here. I'm not sure. Cleveland could be on by. I don't even know what the schedule looks like next week. Regardless, that's something you need to look at. If Jock is playing this week, Walker's going to take a hit in the playing time. That is confirmed by uh, at PFF underscore Macri and Mike Wollert, my two Browns go-to guys, if you will. Uh, they, they both seem to think that uh, Jock will be the guy and Walker will see a reduced role when he comes back. And I tend to believe those guys. So that's what I'm doing. I'm taking my Walker shares and... Uh, planning them on the bench the week that Jack comes back. I'm going to see how it plays out. Take it from there. That's what I would do if I were you guys. Moving on from there, Troy Hill, huge game. Seven solo tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss. He is, I believe, still the third corner here. Let me just confirm that. Yep, Denzel Ward uh, right behind Greg Newsom as corner one and two with uh, Troy Hill corner three. Uh, everyone saw a bit of down playing time this week due to the blowout, except Greg Newsom, who stayed in for 100% of snaps. Ward is back. Ward is healthy. He had a pick six. He meet, he's a great streaming option if the matchup is correct, um, if he's healthy. Uh, and we saw that this week. Uh, Troy Hill is still just going to be corner number three. That has been what we've seen all season, so keep that in mind. This is somewhat outlier production with that in mind, right? He's going to see the least snaps of those three guys. So I, I would just keep that in mind if I were you. Don't expect this every week. Uh, Ward, Newsom, Greedy Williams, when he plays, replacing one of those guys if they're injured, are all better week-to-week -week options than Troy Hill is. This, is uh, this feels like an outlier to me. Moving on from there, Greg Newsom, five solo tackles, two pass defense. Uh, yeah, it looks like, yep. And he was corner one this week. He got to stay in while everyone else rested, but normally on the season he's corner number two in terms of playing time. Him or Ward are excellent streaming options if the matchup is correct. From there, the production drops off a cliff. Guys of note this week, John Johnson, three solo tackles, a pass defense, and a pick. Saved his day with a pick, and he was the only other guy to play 100% of snaps this week. Uh, so that's nice to see. 
beyond that, Miles Garrett, another massive game, sack and a half, three QB hits, tackle for loss, two combined tackles. He probably saw a little dip with the blowout. Let's see. 67%. Yeah, so he's down a little bit on the snaps this week. But, hey, he still gave us exactly what we needed and more, so that looks good. Sheldon Day, half a sack. We can ignore that. That's a defensive tackle, 48% of snaps, and not a name I've said this year so far. So that'll tell you everything you need to know about how productive he is. Jadavian Clowney did nothing. Ronnie Harrison did nothing. Denzel Ward did a lot. He had uh, two solo tackles, three pass defense. That's 9, 4, 13 points right there, plus a pick, 19, plus a touchdown, another 6. That's 25 points, plus whatever yardage you get off that. It was 99 yards, so massive day for Mr. Ward. Uh, he was obviously one of my corner streams this week against this pass-happy Bengals team, so that worked out quite well. Uh, as for Clowney, more of the same. Um, he was in for 71% of snaps, so he's playing enough, but he's never been productive. He's been a massive disappointment in his whole career. That continued this week. And Ronnie Harrison, uh, let's see what he played this week. 84% of snaps. They've got him listed as the strong safety. So, yeah, still still somewhat disappointing. The safety position in general uh, on the Browns has not given us much. Uh, so, yep, John Johnson plays the most. Ronnie Harrison behind him. Grant Delpit comes in occasionally. Delpit only saw 24% of snaps this week. So I'm not seeing anything waiver-wise. Um, you know, if someone dropped Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa in your league, absolutely pick him up. He's eligible to come off IR this week, and that couldn't be the guy, the guy, instead of Anthony Walker going forward. We'll just have to see how it shakes out. But once again, I'm going to listen to my Browns guys. And uh, if they think it's Jack, I think it's Jack. Uh, so, yeah, beyond that, everything looks good here. Let's head over to the Bengals. Keep this in mind. The Bengals defense was only on the field 25 minutes this week. Um, and, you know, the, the Browns basically scored on big plays. You know, there it doesn't look like there are a lot of sustained drives. What was it, 15 first downs? That's not a lot of, you know, sustained drives is what leads to IDP production. It's not quick scoring. Uh, it's not three and outs. It's those long, sustained drives. That's what gives us the tackles, the pass defense, the opportunities for pass rush and sacks and picks and all that good stuff. Uh, without those sustained drives, we're not going to get that. So we've got a down week across the board for our Bengals producers this week. Uh, so Jermaine Pratt led the way, six combined tackles, five of them solo, two tackles for loss. And I did see some movement on this this week. So we've been talking about whether Akeem Davis-Gaither was going to end up being the second linebacker. I, it would appear we can put that to bed. So Logan Wilson was in for 100% of snaps. Jermaine Pratt was in for 92% of snaps this week. So this was not what you would call a normal game uh, scenario, normal game script. This this game was over quick. It was over by halftime, basically. So I don't know if this is just a uh, give him more time because they could. Uh, this is not, you know, if this was like a, a three-point game and I saw 92% of snaps for Jermaine Pratt, I'd, I'd tell you, go get Jermaine Pratt because looks, it looks like they're going to go more to linebacker. But... I, you can't trust that. This is a weird game, and we saw this exact same thing happen with the Rams. We'll talk about that later, but, you know, everyone, hey, let's go get Ernest Jones. Um, he, you know, he, he ended up not getting as many snaps this week, and I think part of that was due to the blowout nature of the win uh, the week before. They could play him 97% of snaps. They didn't have to. Um, 
you know, there was also a sickness there, but we'll get to that later. I don't know. I just don't trust it. The The move here, though, is speculative add Jermaine Pratt. Sit him for a week, see if this is real. If he has the same kind of playing time next week, then it's a done deal. Fire away. Um, I think it's an outlier, though. We shall see. Regardless, Jermaine Pratt, massive, massive increase in playing time, up to 92% of snaps this week. And he led all Bengals producers with six combined tackles, two tackles for loss, five of them solo. So do with that what you will. Logan Wilson, bit of a down week, six combined tackles, three of them solo, nothing else. B.J. Hill, we can ignore that. Sam Hubbard, nice week, four combined tackles, three of them solo, a sack, two tackles for loss, three QB hits. He was in for 92% of snaps. That's a thing of beauty. Trey Hendrickson landed a sack. That's excellent as well. He was in for 71% of snaps. That looks good. Larry Ogunjobi, down week. Bates and Bell, down week. Four combined tackles each. Yeah, no, the guys we count on to do things didn't do much this week, um, and we talked about why already. So it is what it is. That's that's something we cannot control. We can't control game script. We can't control how these games are going to go. It is what it is, right? The, the, I Does this mean I'm going to yoink Von Bell or Jesse Bates out of my lineups? No, not at all. I'm just going to eat it and deal with it and move on till next week and start them again because they're both excellent producers. Uh, they'll be fine. All right, looking at playing time, let's see if anything looks weird. Beyond the Jermaine Pratt thing, which is obviously pretty weird. Eh? Yeah, so Davis Gaither was down to just 8% of snaps this week. There you go. I mean, we can check and make sure that wasn't an injury, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't an injury. Let's just double check. You know what? This is why we check those things, to make sure. There was an injury. He was declared out with a foot injury after 8% of snaps. So there you go. That answers that question right there. We haven't solved anything. We still have <laughs> a uh, split between Pratt and Davis Gaither, and we don't know how it's going to go uh, when Davis Gaither does come back from that foot injury. I mean, we'll have to monitor that see how that goes. Um, if it's going to be a long-term thing, you can definitely add Pratt, and, th and that'll probably solidify his role as that second uh, inside linebacker. But, you know, we'll have to see how the injury shakes out first. Um, I saw nothing more news-wise other than there was an injury, uh, and I'm recording this Monday night. So the news isn't out yet, just something you'll have to keep an eye on. Just remember that, though. If Davis Gaither goes to IR or is out a few weeks, Jermaine Pratt becomes an, an instant add as an LB3 or 4 in deeper leagues. Um, yep. So that was, that's, that's newsworthy beyond that. Everything else looks good playing time wise, nothing out of the ordinary, just a down week in general for this defense. They'll bounce back next game. I'm sure. But, uh, it is what it is. It happens. And, uh, I'm, I'm not going to freak out. I've seen this a couple few times over the years and, uh, you know, we ride the wave, right? We, we do the best we can. We get into playoffs, then it's a new season. We take it from there. Uh, you know, step one, steal underpants, step two, step three, profit. Okay, next game we're looking at is Cowboys-Broncos. This was obviously a disaster of titanic proportions for the Cowboys, um, and for me personally. I did not expect this to go this way at all. I'm rather large Cowboy fan. It stinks, but, you know, halfway point, they're 6-2, and two, so things are going exponentially better than they usually do, so I'll take it. We'll be fine. Uh, so upon first look here, so I, I watched this game, I know what happened, and I know the Cowboys were on defense literally every time I looked up. So I know Denver won this time of possession handily. 
and I know the Dallas defense was on the field the vast majority of this game. Let's see what that looks like. Okay, first downs, Denver 23, Dallas 14, time of possession. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> time of possession, Denver 42 minutes of offense, Dallas 18. That tells you literally everything you're going to need to know about this matchup right here. So the Dallas defense uh, defensive production is going to be dangerously bloated like my lower intestines after Taco Bell. And uh, Denver is going to have nothing. They're going to have almost no combined tackle production. I can tell you that already without even looking. Let's see if I'm crazy. All right, heading over to the box score. 46 combined tackles as a team for Denver. 78 for the Cowboys. So, yeah. So we're going to see a lot of flash in the pan for the Cowboys. We're going to see some disappointing performances for the Broncos. Let's get started with the Broncos side. Kareem Jackson led the way. Nine combined tackles, tackle for loss. Uh, yeah, he played 98% of snaps. That is normal. There are some leagues where he's de uh, designated a corner. If you got that, you're looking good. As a safety, he's sporadic, inconsistent, unreliable, but fine as like a safety three or four in deeper leagues. Uh, after that, Baron Browning, six combined tackles, uh, four of them solo, and he was in for 100% of snaps. So we're looking good there. That was a waiver wire linebacker from last week, and it is held. We have no movement. We are looking good. So continue to play Baron Browning. Uh, he will produce better than this. Um, you know, this was not the Cowboys offense we expected. In fact, it was the polar opposite of what we all expected, basically. So, you know, shit happens. Uh, he'll have a better week next week. But that remains excellent. Kenny Young was at 66% of snaps, so he remains the, quote, other inside linebacker here. Uh, I mean, that's, that's fine in much, 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 much deeper leagues, but we're talking 66% of snaps and three combined tackles, nothing else of any note. So you really don't need to chase that unless you're, like, crazy desperate. But, yeah, Baron Browning, that looks good. I don't care that he only had six tackles this week. That's a thing of beauty. That's an excellent waiver wire linebacker. It's going to pay off the rest of the season. Jonathan Cooper, four combined tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss, two QB hits. Holy crap. So he's designated a linebacker, but I know he has dual designation in Yahoo as an LB or DE, and he saw 90% of snaps this week after Von Miller was traded. Uh, so it's him and maybe Malik Reed. Where is Malik Reed? You know what? This might be because Malik Reed was not there. Let's find out what's going on with that. Hang on one sec. Yep, okay. There's more to this story than meets the eye, and this is why we look at these things. This is this is why I do this article, because surface-level things are going to get you jammed up. Surface-level things are going to be a trap, and you're going to get screwed, and you're going to be upset. Uh, so surface-level, Jonathan Cooper, 90% of snaps, two sacks, bunch of other plays. Looks like an excellent dual designation, for Christ's sakes. Uh, looks like an excellent waiver wire move like beautiful um but it's not Malik Reed was inactive due to a I believe it was a calf or a hip injury uh last second inactive so he was close to going so this is not a major injury according to what I just read uh so that means Cooper has not played much this year I've been watching him I I've been looking at these things every week he does not play enough this week he did and the production followed because snaps lead to production that's how that works uh, he's not going to have those snaps when Malik Reed's back. That's what I think, anyway. That's what I've seen from looking at these, uh, you know, playing time box scores the last nine weeks or so. So, 
If you want, you can do a speculative ad on him, sit on it, see what happens this week, but I'm not going after this guy. Uh, I, for one, am, you know, in the belief that when Malik Reed comes back, Cooper goes back to doing what he did, which was, you know, 30, 40, 50% of snaps a week if we're lucky. Not much production because he wasn't playing that much. So I'm not into it, but uh, that technically did happen, so pursue it if you want. I just don't think it's a good idea. If you do end up pursuing it, just sit on it a week and make sure it's real. I don't think it's real, so I'm not going to pursue it. Okay, moving on from there. Caden Stearns, we can ignore that. That is a free safety that only played 27% of snaps. Patrick Sertain, ah, of course he didn't get the pick. Just uh, three combined tackles and a pass defense. That's two, four, five, eight or nine points in most of my league. That's eh, it's acceptable. Justin Simmons, bit of a down day, although if your league scores pass defense correctly, he had an acceptable day. So two solo tackles, one tackle for loss, two pass defense. That's six, seven, and four. Eleven points in most of my leagues. That's that's fine, but it's certainly not what he's capable uh, capable of. Kyle Fuller played this week. That's new. Uh, okay, so that was probably due to the blowout nature of this game. Normal order of operations is Ronald Darby, Patrick Sertain as the two best corner options. Uh, with Kyle Fuller riding the bench because they were trying to trade him but couldn't find a trade partner, and he's not doing so hot this year. But it looks like Sertain was only at 50% of snaps, so let me just check and make sure there's not an injury there. Okay, example number two of why we check these things this week. Uh, yeah, knee injury, Patrick Sertain. That explains your Kyle Fuller right there. MRI is negative. It's just a knee sprain, not a tear or anything, so he'll be back sooner rather than later. We can go ahead and continue to ignore Kyle Fuller like we have for the past month or so, which is unfortunate because in past years he's been an excellent streaming corner option in the right system uh, with the right matchup, but that ain't here, so we can forget about it. Okay, moving on from there. Everyone else did nothing. No one really let us down that we give a crap about. Looking at snaps real quick. Everything looks pretty normal except for the Patrick Sertain thing. And Jonathan Cooper's a trap. Okay, moving on to the Cowboys. So remember, before I talk about this, they spent 42 minutes on defense this week. 4-2. So Leighton Vander Eschmeinscheiser, okie dokie, led the way. 12 combined tackles, one tackle for loss. 65% of snaps played, though, so the playing time is still garbage. Keanu Neal... 44%. So there you go. They combined to form one complete inside linebacker, which is not great because it's killing both of their values. There are people that are going to chase this after this week. Don't be one of them. Don't fall for it. Neil and Vanderesh both had good games. 12 combined tackles, tackle for loss for Vanderesh. Six combined tackles, five of them solo, and a tackle for loss for Neil. Great games for both, right? Nothing's changed. They're still splitting that other inside linebacker role, so it's not worth pursuing. You're going to get a guy that's playing 50%, 60% of snaps a game and is not going to give you much most normal weeks, so don't fall for it. Micah Parsons, however, yeah, that's fine. You can pursue him in all formats all the time because he is excellent. Ten combined tackles, eight of them solo, two and a half sacks, three tackles for loss, three QB hits, 86% of snaps played. Beautiful game for Mr. Parsons. He continues to be a monster amongst men. 
J. Ron Curse, another good week. Nine combined tackles, one pass defense. We got to remember this was bloated, inflated production, though. He did see 100% of snaps, as is tradition, though. So he continues to look really good. Jordan Lewis, we can 1,000% ignore this. Seven combined tackles, half a sack, one tackle for loss, one QB hit. He was corner three, as is tradition. So Anthony Brown and Trayvon Diggs both played almost every snap. Jordan Lewis, 63% of snaps, which is way less than the other two. And most weeks, that means he produces way less than the other two. That's pretty simple. If he's not on the field, he can't put up points. So you can ignore that. Don't fall for that. Donovan Wilson played this week. Good Christ, that's how complete this blowout was, huh? Six combined tackles. I know we can ignore this. Yep, 45% of snaps in garbage time as a substitute replacement because the game is over. Feel free to ignore that. Carlos Watkins, four combined tackles, a sack, three tackles for loss, a QB hit. I know we can ignore this as well. 54% of snaps. He's a backup. Forget about it. Randy Gregory is the defensive end to have here. Demarcus Lawrence when he comes back. Uh, And you know what? Let's check that. Okay, I got the beat writer news for Demarcus Lawrence. Foot, broken foot, has progressed to on-field rehab work, hasn't yet returned to practice, remains on IR, on track for recovery. Pleased with his progress, it's not yet clear when he'll be designated to return from IR, but we're getting close. Within the next month or so, he'll be back. Uh, When that happens, it'll be Gregory and Lawrence. Right now, it's just Gregory. You can't really trust anyone else on that defensive line. Uh, Maybe O.D. Ziggy Zua, however the hell you say it, but he's a defensive tackle. He was in for 63% of snaps, so that's a decent option in much deeper leagues. Moving on from there. Randy Gregory, down week. It happens. Defensive line, he played enough. Trayvon Diggs, down week. Um, It happens. Broncos didn't really need to pass all that much in this one. Uh, He's still an excellent corner, obviously. Um, Yeah, no one else really let us down. But yeah, a lot of bloated, inflated, flash-in-the-pan production this week. Snaps, I mean, we're not going to learn much from this. It was a blowout. They were letting guys like Donovan Wilson play this week. Um... So, yeah, we can ignore that. And things like this, too. So, Van Der Esch is 65%. Neal's 44%. That's on a normal... When I think about that, week to week, I'm assuming that the Cowboys' defense will be on the field for 30 minutes, not 42, right? Adding those extra 12 minutes is like Van Der Esch played, I don't know, like 75 80% of snaps in a normal game, Right. So adding that extra playing time is like pumping up that percentage in my brain. That's how I think of these things, right? That's something to factor into this. So am I surprised that Van Der Esch on only 65% of snaps had, what was it, 12 combined tackles? No. Uh, You know, the the Cowboys defense was on the field the entire game, more than three quarters of the entire game. Uh, So, yeah, that's not surprising. Does that mean we should trust it going forward? Not at all because he still played only 65% of the team's total snaps. And that's a little inflated. It's usually like 50%. Him and Neil usually split it right down the middle. And, uh, you know, game script-wise, after Denver went up big in this one, they literally just ran the clock out. Run, play, run, play, run, play. Kill the clock. Who are you going to put in there when that's the situation? Van Der Esch, a thumper, a run stopper, or Keanu Neal, a guy who's better in coverage? Uh, so this all makes sense in the old brain box. 
uh, th it's a really long way of me saying just don't trust it. It's outlier. It's from a weird situation that's not normal, that's not going to happen every week. So just don't fall for it. Uh, no waiver wire moves for either team here. Add Baron Browning if someone forgot to and he's still out there. That looks excellent. Jonathan Cooper is a trap. Leighton Vander Esch is a trap. Keanu Neal is a trap. Uh, Carlos Watkins is a trap. Moving on. Okie dokie. Next game is Texans Dolphins, which, uh, oh boy, what a showdown that is. I immediately am seeing some shenanigans with Neville Hewitt leading the way here. Let's see what happened with linebackers on the Texans to start things off. Okay, so we had Kirksey go to IR. That made Zach Cunningham relevant again, 100% of snaps this week. That'll be gone as soon as Kirksey is back from that, uh, I think it was broken thumb. So it'll be short-term IR. Gruger Hill, 96% of snaps. Um, yep, so that makes sense. Those are your two linebackers. Neville Hewitt, 37% of snaps this week. That's it. And he's got 10 combined tackles, six of them solo. Oh, boy, people are going to fall for this, no doubt. Just make sure you're not one of them. Uh, but I know you won't be because you're listening to this. You know where to get that good info, that good good. Uh, yeah, that's bullshit. 37% of snaps, that's barely a third of snaps. He's no way he's going to be able to put up, you know, double-digit tackles each week uh, with 37% of snaps. You can ignore that. Tavier Thomas, eight combined tackles, six of them solo. That makes sense. Uh, he's a good streaming corner option here. Uh, he was the third corner. Only 67% of snaps this week, but that was basically due to game script. He's played more than that in the past against uh, more pass-happy teams. Uh, okay, it looks like with um, Vernon Hargreaves gone, Desmond King is back in the fold again. I still don't trust this, but he was up to 99% of snaps this week. Let's let it simmer for a week or two before we start to trust it. I, I mean, it's gone back and forth the last five weeks or six weeks plus, so I don't trust it at all. Uh, and Terrence Mitchell led the way for them, 100% of snaps at corner. So a little stability there, but I want to see it more than once before I trust it. Uh, okay, next guy after that, Eric Murray, eight combined tackles, five of them solo, and a pick. Uh, cool, that makes sense. He is there. No, it doesn't make sense. Let's see. Where is he? Where the hell is he? Yeah, okay. Yeah, he was up to 96% of snaps this week. Um, he's kind of fluctuated a little. I don't trust it as much as Justin Reed, but eh acceptable, like, safety three or four in much deeper leagues. Um, yeah, it just doesn't feel solid. But uh, there you go. He had a good week if you played him. Uh, Camus Grugier Hill, good week. Eight combined tackles, five of them solo, one tackle for loss. That's nice. Uh, Zach Cunningham, eight combined tackles, only two of them solo in his first week back in relevance in quite some time. He will only be an option for the duration of the Kirksey injury, but he is an option for the duration of the Kirksey injury. So... Two, three more weeks. Grab yourself some Zach Cunningham if you feel like playing that game. He will get the snaps. I don't know about the production. He is pretty terrible. But, uh, hey, knock yourself out. Waiver wire linebacker for at least a good three weeks if you need it. Zach Cunningham. Desmond King we talked about. Terrence Mitchell, acceptable game. Four combined tackles. Three of them solo. One pass defense. That's fine. Jordan Jenkins, sack and a half. Who the hell is Jordan Jenkins? Defensive end. 48% of snaps. His name is not Jonathan Greenard, so I'm not into it. We can pass on that. Uh, plus, I don't think I've ever said his name this year, so that tells you how productive he is. 
Jonathan Greener, three solo tackles, one tackle for loss, one pass defense, one QB hit. That's six, seven, ten, eleven points in most of my leagues, so that's fine. I mean, he didn't land the sack, but he got double-digit uh, points as a defensive end, so I will take it. That works for me. Okay, next is Roy Lopez. Oh, yes, household name, Roy Lopez. Defensive tackle, 44% of snaps. Not a person I knew existed uh, on this planet until just this moment right here. Uh, we can probably ignore that. Jacob Martin landed a sack. I'm sure we can ignore that. He is a defensive end. He was in for 60% of snaps, so it looks like might have gotten some of that uh, Charles O'Menehue playing time. Still, I'd like to see it more than one week before I believe it's a thing. Uh, so I'm good on that for now. Malik Collins, half a sack. Yeah, he's a decent defensive tackle option. 61% of snaps in deeper leagues. He also had two tackle assists, a pass defense, a QB hit, and a lucky uh, fat guy pick. Nice. That's cool. Good for him. Um, Justin Reed. Just one solo tackle. Lonnie Johnson, just one solo tackle. That's interesting. So Justin Reed was in for 96% of snaps. That's definitely a down week for him. That's that's kind of weird, but uh, I'd still trust him as a safety three or four in much deeper leagues. Uh, Lonnie Johnson, that's a little strange. What's going on there? Where is he? Where are you, Lonnie? Uh, man. Whoa, he did not play anything except special teams. What is going on? We got to look this up. Hang on one second. We got to find out what's going on here. Okay, I can't find anything on this. I mean, it is Monday, 7.35 p.m. Eastern time, so news will come out about this over the week. Uh, I'm gonna. This is going to be real easy for me. I, I was not super attached to Lonnie Johnson to start with, so I'm just going to blast him out the airlock into space and move on to someone else because I don't give a shit. I would highly recommend you do the same. Uh, he only played special teams, 38% of special teams snaps this week, zero defensive snaps. I am not seeing an injury. So this is just more shenanigans from the Texans. Uh, I'm not going to play this game. I'm not interested. I'm moving on from Lonnie Johnson. I would suggest that you do the same. Waiver wire. We talked about that. Zach Cunningham. Desmond King, if you're feeling crazy, I wouldn't if I were you, though. Playing time, we talked about that. Lonnie Johnson, obviously a surprise. Desmond King, somewhat of a surprise. Uh, Eric Murray definitely saw a bump in snaps this week. Uh, a lot of fluctuation on this defense. You can tell that they have a terrible record, and they're just trying to see who they got for uh, next year and going forward. So it's dangerous. Playing really anyone's going to be dangerous, other than, like, Jonathan Greener, uh, Kirksey when he's healthy. That's it, man, to be honest with you. This this thing is fluctuating all over the place. Uh, it's really getting tough to trust anyone on this defense. I'm going to start to steer clear of it. I'm going to fix my moves when it comes to Lonnie Johnson and guys like that. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to get out, you know. This is like a bad stock. You can tell that it's about to swirl the toilet. So uh, I'm all set. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to abandon ship on the old Texans here. All right, heading over to another sinking ship, the Dolphins. Uh, let's start with production. Jerome Baker was back this week. He led the way. That is tradition. Seven combined tackles, five of them solo. A pass defense and a pick. Nice. Nice game for him. Uh, I would assume he played almost every snap. 
he did, 99%, so we're looking good there. Back to the same old Jerome Baker. Brandon Jones, nice week. Seven combined, <coughs> excuse me, seven combined tackles, four of them solo and a QB hit. He was in for 94% of snaps. So the upward playing time continues like a third or fourth week in a row. This is getting close to being able to starting to trust it. I won't. Uh, you know, I've been staring at Dolphins box scores and playing times for the better part of two decades. So I know they're just as likely to yoink the rug out from under us as keep Brandon Jones in for a bunch of snaps next week. But, it I mean, it's been a month. He's playing enough. He's producing. So it exists. It's there if you want it. Uh, safety move. Um, that's that's on you, though. I'm not recommending that. Uh, Alandon Roberts, good game. Seven combined tackles. Uh, he's just one, you know, he's interchangeable with like guys like Van Ginkle, Eguavoen, dudes like that. So you can't trust it. That's not something you ever want to pursue. Byron Jones, good game. Six combined tackles, one pass defense. Um, yeah, that's nice. And that's rare, too, um, because usually he's not targeted all that often. So good game for him. Uh, Eric Rowe, good game, six combined tackles. He was only in for 41% of snaps, though, so definitely do not pursue that. That is flash in the pan. Nick Needham, good game. Andrew Van Ginkle, good game. Those are both flash in the pans. 64 and 74% of snaps, respectively. And those guys fluctuate all over the place, so I would stay away from that. Xavier Howard, eh, bit of a down week, just three solo tackles. Um, he'll bounce back. Jalen Phillips, half a sack. Wouldn't they have him play this week? Just 54% of snaps. So back down another 30% of snaps this week. There you go. More of the same from the Dolphins. So the last three weeks, Jalen Phillips, it was eh, like like 12, 15% of snaps, 84% of snaps, and then 54% of snaps. So there you go. There's the fluctuation in real time for Jalen Phillips for you. That's a microcosm of this entire defense. Nothing is set in stone. Everything's moving. You can't trust much over here. So not great, but more of the same. Javon Holland saved his week with an inter interception. Two combined tackles, a pass defense, a pick, a QB hit. He was in for 99% of snaps. So that remains pretty solid. Uh, and then everyone else is no one we really care about. Christian Wilkins down week, but that's fine. That happens. Um, you know, it, defensive tackle, nature of the position. He played 55% of snaps, so eh, down on playing time a little bit too, but he's fine. Manuel Agba, massive game. Four combined tackles, two and a half sacks, two tackles for loss, one pass defense, three QB hits. Uh, that's a thing of beauty. He was in for 77% of snaps. He's one of, the, like, the couple guys here I'd trust. That's it. Agba, Xavier Howard. He, Baker, when he's healthy. That's it. That's it, man. No one else. Everyone else is uh, gonna gonna screw you at some point. So, that's it for the Dolphins. Waiver wire moves. Yeah, if someone dropped Baker, sure, that's fine. Other than that, I'm not touching anything here. And playing time we talked about, not even worth talking about, really. It's always fluctuating, always moving, nothing set in stone. So kind of a frustrating defense to, to uh, deal with. Okay, that's uh, Dolphins and Texans. Let's keep it moving. Okie dokie, keeping it going here. We got the division battle. Saints and Falcons. Uh, this was a good one. Back and forth action. We'll start with the Falcons. 
I'm just going to guess wildly that it was Deion Jones and Foye Luokan that led the way. Oh, my God, it was Deion Jones and Foye Luokan. That's crazy. That never happens. Oh, wait a minute. It does every single week. Those two are so good. My God, what a deal. Either. Doesn't matter. Grab either, neither, whatever, man. Those, I mean, not neither. You know what I mean. Those two have been great all year. Really good to see that. Love that. And they both played... 100% of snaps. So Dion led the way, 10 combined tackles, six of them solo, two tackles for loss, and a QB hit. Foyer, nine combined, three of them solo, and a QB hit. So excellent days for them both. After that, it was Eric Harris, safety, 100% of snaps, eight combined tackles. Grady Jarrett, good day. That's nice. Five solo tackles, pass defense, QB hit. That's 10, 13, 14 points, most of my leagues. That ain't bad at all for Mr. Jarrett. What was he in for? 75% of snaps. Looking good. That's a fine DT 2 or 3 in deeper leagues. Uh, okay, after that, Fabian Morrow, corner. Five combined tackles in a pass defense. He is corner 2 along with, well, tied for corner 1 with A.J. Terrell. They both play almost every snap. Good week for him. Great week for A.J. Terrell. Five combined tackles, four of them solo, three pass defense. That's eight, nine, and nine. 18 points in most of my leagues. That's beautiful. Really good week for A.J. Terrell. Good to see him healthy and doing what we know we can do again. Uh, him and Danzel Ward, healthy for the first time in a long time this week, and both of them putting up monster games. So that's beautiful. Love to see that. Okay, moving on from there, Brandon Copeland had a really nice game. That is a linebacker that only played 42% of snaps. You can ignore that. Bunch of guys we don't care about. Yeah, bunch of guys we don't care about after that. Let's look at playing time. Still Eric Harris and Deron Harmon. Deron Harmon still did nothing of interest. Uh, just two solo tackles on the day. Um, they both played 100% of snaps. Deion jones Foyer, 100% of snaps. The corners, uh, Terrell and Morrow, 100% of snaps. Grady Jarrett played enough. And Richie Grant only played special teams. So he's back to that. That's fun. Uh, yeah, that's it, man. That's it for the Falcons. Nothing to see here. Same defense every single week. And uh, no new moves to be made. All right, let's look at the Saints, though. And I know there's moves to be made on the Saints because it, it's pissing me off somewhat. So we'll come at it right out of the gate. Quan Alexander, up to 78% of snaps. Uh, Pete Werner, down to 20%. So we've seen this the last three weeks, and it is basically complete. The displacement has occurred. We've watched it happen. So Werner is now no longer playable, and Quan Alexander is the second inside linebacker uh, along with Demario Davis. So go grab Quan Alexander for the week or two he's healthy until he shatters into a million pieces, and then you can start Pete Werner again. But there's your waiver wire move for this matchup. Moving on to production, Marcus Williams led the way. Uh, free safety, pretty sporadic with production, but he does play 100% of snaps, so good week for him. Seven combined tackles. David Anyamada. Uh, defensive tackle slash waiver wire move coming off suspension second week playing I believe seven combined tackles two of them solo two QB hits real nice day for a defensive tackle he was in for 63% of snaps Marcus Davenport 73% so those are your two waiver wire guys uh 
that were from last week. Davenport had six combined tackles, a sack, a tackle for loss, and two QB hits. So, bam, there you go, fellas. There you go. That's beautiful. Uh, Anyamata, solid game with the combined tackles and the QB hits. Davenport lands a sack and has six combined tackles and two QB hits. Those are both waiver wire guys I've talked about. Uh, Davenport coming off an injury. Anyamata coming off a suspension. Excellent. And it is very exceedingly rare to find defensive line waivers. We've had Jonathan Greenard. We've had Anyamata. We've had Davenport. I'm sure I could think of more if I thought really hard, but that's it. That's all that comes to mind. You know, if you ask me safety or linebacker, we could sit here for the next 20 minutes and I can rattle off all of them since week one. But it does not happen that often on the defensive line. So I hope you got these guys while the getting was good. Okay, Demario Davis, bit of a down week. Six combined tackles, only two of them solo. He played 100% of snaps, as is tradition. He'll be fine. Nothing to see here. Malcolm Jenkins, same deal. Five combined tackles, 100% of snaps. Bit of a down week, but he'll be fine as well. Cameron Jordan, excellent week. Four combined tackles, sack, tackle for loss, two QB hits. He was in for 83% of snaps. Third solid week in a row for Mr. Jordan. Looking good. Peyton Turner, probably still not playing enough. Yeah, 25% of snaps, so he's not playable yet. Just three solo tackles. Bunch of corners no one cares about. Quan Alexander, despite the, what was it, 78% of snaps, just gave us two tackle assists on the day. That's it. So we've got that whole displacement. We're making uh, Pete Werner useless for two tackle assists. Love that. That's my favorite thing ever. So stupid. Uh, okay, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, down week as well. Two uh, combined tackles and a pass defense. He was in for just 27% of snaps. There's something going on there. Let's find out what it is. Yep, foot injury for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Left this game early, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. His true value is he's designated a corner in some leagues, and he's really playing like a third safety role, like a hybrid safety. So, uh... Safety is far more consistent than corner. That's a cheat code if you can get a guy that's a safety that's designated as a corner, so it's worth paying attention to, and he's worth rostering and playing as a corner in those much deeper leagues. So that's an unfortunate injury. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, that's it really for production. Um, let's see what playing time looks like. I mean, the big one is Quan displacing Pete Werner. Beyond that, Paulson Adebo down to 66% of snaps. Marshawn Lattimore played almost every snap. Um, Bradley Roby saw a pretty decent increase, up to 47%, and P.J. Williams, 51%. So it looks like beyond Lattimore, they're really just kind of uh, cannibalizing that other safety position, or those other safety positions, plural. And... Uh, I don't know, that stinks. That stinks for streaming corner. So we can go Lattimore, and that's really it. Adebo at 66% ain't, just ain't going to get it done. So that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. It's it's better that you know about it and can avoid it than don't know about it and walk into it. So those are the developments this week. Waiver wire-wise, feel free to add Quan if you want. I'm not going to, though. Why? You know, to chase two two tackle assists? To, to have him play for a week or two before he gets injured, as, which is what happens every single time he plays ever in the history of football. Uh, you know, Werner will be back sooner rather than later. Um, so I'm just going to sit 
wait for that to happen and not waste my time with Quan. But if you do need linebacker help in deeper leagues, Quan Alexander has taken over that second inside linebacker role. So there you go. Okay, Raiders-Giants is the next one we're going to look at. So let's start with production over on the Raiders. Not shocking at all. Denzel Perryman, Jonathan Abram led the way. Ten combined tackles, eight combined tackles. Throw in an extra pass defense from Mr. Perryman. That is tradition right there, my friends. Those two have been excellent all season. Let's look at the playing time. Perryman, 98% of snaps. That is an increase. That's about an 18% increase. So that's excellent, excellent. We're, we're, we've finally got the playing time. The production's been there all year. We finally got the playing time. That's beautiful. And Jonathan Abram, 100% of snaps, as is tradition. Moving on from there, well-known corner, Brandon Faceyson, seven combined tackles. Uh, I don't know who that is. Uh, that's, you know, th this corner core is really kind of pathetic, to be honest with you. There aren't a lot of producers here. But as of now, it's Faceyson and uh, Casey Hayward that are the two options. 100% of snaps played with Nate Hobbs, the third guy that you don't want to touch with a 10-foot pole. Uh, yeah, we can ignore that, probably. That's outlier production. Facey Sin, that name has not left my lips this year. We're nine weeks in. That tells you everything you need to know. K.J. Wright, six combined tackles and a tackle for loss. That's new. Uh, how much did he play? Just 45% of snaps. Okay, so that's outlier production. There's not a move to be made there. We can ignore that. It's too bad, because I love K.J. Wright. That'd be great. Trayvon Morig, safety, usually plays 100% of snaps. He did this week. Five combined tackles. Hey, you finally got something out of him. Okay, moving on from there. Nate Hobbs, third corner, landed a sack. Uh, he only played 55% of snaps. We can ignore that. Corey Littleton, only four combined tackles. Uh, so stinky, as usual. He was in for... 89% of snaps, so he's playing enough. He's just not producing, but that's normal for him on the Raiders. Uh, Max Crosby, three solo tackles, tackle for loss, bit of a down week. That's still seven or eight points in most of my leagues. That's okay. It's acceptable. He was in for 71% of snaps. Yannick was in for 68%. Yannick, massive week, two solo tackles, two sacks, one tackle for loss, two QB hits. Huge week for Yannick. Uh, him or Crosby is fine as a defensive end option in medium to deeper leagues, preferably like a DE2 or so. Uh, they're both capable of having monster weeks any week, so I'm fine with either. Moving on from there, bunch of guys we don't care about. Yep, bunch of guys we don't need to talk about. Let's look at playing time. Nothing out of the ordinary so far. Yeah, nothing nothing to see here. No waiver wire moves. Stability is the name of the game for the Raiders' defense. Looking good. Moving on to the G-men. Logan Ryan led the way. Nine combined tackles, six of them solo. He played 100% of snaps, as is tradition. Tay Crowder, nine combined tackles, five of them solo, two pass defense. Z -z wow, okay, we'll get there. Uh, Crowder was in for 100% of snaps, so we're still looking good there. Bernardrick McKinney has not displaced him, has not caught him. I think we can just forget about that. We've been worried about that for like a month. Nothing's happened, so I think we're good. And he's not injured anymore, so we're looking better. Uh, McKinney only played 30% of snaps, so no worries there. Keep your Tay Crowder shares. Keep them going. Looking good. 
The guy I want to talk about is Xavier McKinney. So with uh, gerbil peppers done for the year, McKinney has solidified those 100% of snaps a week, which he played once again this week, and the production has just taken off since Peppers left. This week, McKinney had seven combined tackles, four of them solo, two pass defense, uh, one touchdown, 41 return yards. Holy cow. That's a great week. So, I mean, obviously, the touchdown's an outlier thing. You're not going to get that. Um, you know, you'll probably get it once, this one time this year, and that's it. But the seven combined tackles is, is what, you know, tickles my, my fancy right there. Uh, that That's excellent. Uh, that's a good floor, right? And then the pass defense, if your league scores those correctly, that's like half a touchdown each time that happens. That's beautiful. So, McKinney looking real good. I would be perfectly comfortable firing him up going forward. Uh, Dexter Lawrence, good week, six combined tackles. That's A-OK for a defensive end that's designated a defensive tackle in some places. 59% of snaps, that's beautiful. Uh, Darnay Holmes, we can ignore that. He's like corner three or four. Leonard Williams, good week, five combined tackles in a pass defense. Uh, yep, 88% of snaps, defensive tackle, that's excellent. Uh, Dory Jackson, good week, streaming, four solo tackles, pass defense. Quincy Roach landed a sack. What is a Quincy Roach? It's a linebacker that plays 72% of snaps that I've never heard of before. We can ignore that. Bernardrick McKinney, nothing. Reggie Ragland, nothing. James Bradbury, disappointing week. Just two solo, t- uh, excuse me, two combined tackles and a pass defense. Aziz Ojolari, no sacks, no splash plays, nothing of any note but we've talked about this. Uh, It's either going to be boom or bust for him. This week it was bust. Nature of the position, my friends. This is why with these linebackers, I play combined tackle floor guys, not splash play guys, because I like scoring points every week, not just some weeks. Uh, But yeah, that's what we got for production. Let's look at playing time, anything out of the ordinary. So far, so good. Nothing real weird here. Yeah, no, nothing to see here, nothing out of the ordinary, no waiver wire moves. The big takeaway is Tay Crowder remains safe. Xavier McKinney looking real good recently. Uh, Over on the Raiders, Denzel Perryman seeing a bump in playing time. And yeah, that's it. This matchup's pretty straightforward, nothing to see here. We'll keep them moving. Okay, next we got Patriots-Panthers. We will start on the Patriots side of things. Lead producer Adrian Phillips, just six combined tackles. Yeah, that makes sense. He was in for 80% of snaps. Duggar, 71%. Judon, 90%. There's a J.C. Jackson. Wow, holy shit. How is that possible? J.C. Jackson only played 64% of snaps this week, but had the pick six. What else did he have? Yeah, another pass defense. I think he had two picks. Yeah, two picks, a touchdown, 88 return yards, two pass defense, a QB hit, two combined tackles, 64% of snaps. What kind of drugs is Belichick doing? I don't understand this. So you got guys like Kyle Duggar and J.C. Jackson who are just insanely talented, and they're playing, Jesus Christ, Duggar 71%, Jackson 64%. Your two best, most productive players, most talented players aren't even playing north of, like, 80% of snaps. That's insane. 
That's so crazy. I don't understand that. And that's another reason why you can't trust this defense. Even the most talented, most productive guys aren't ever going to see ideal playing time. The only guy that does is Devin McCourty, and he stinks. For IDP, anyways. He stinks. Uh, Judon does, but who the hell knows what will happen with that. I just, I don't know. I can't stand this defense. It's such a goddamn waste. But, yeah, there you go. Um, so, yeah, Phillips had the big game. Judon landed a sack. Mm, J.C. Jackson, massive game. We're not going to talk about anyone else. Everything else, if you want to, if you want to pursue it, that's on your own time. I'm not leading you astray down a bad path. I'm not going to be responsible for that. Heading over to the Panthers, lead producer Jeremy Chin, eleven combined tackles, five of them solo, two tackles for loss. Beautiful, Mr. Chin, making it happen. Ninety percent of snaps played. Due to the blowout nature of this game, he got to rest uh, a decent part of the fourth quarter, it looks like, so I wouldn't worry about that. But massive game for Chin. Good to see. Good to see. Uh, after that, it was Shaq Thompson, 10 combined tackles, tackle for loss. Let's see if he saw more snaps this week. He did not. He did not. He only saw 69% of snaps this week. And once again, Jermaine Carter saw more snaps at 77%. That's the second week in a row we've seen that. That is not ideal. That is not good. So, yes, is Thompson coming off an injury? Sure. But normal order of operations, the start of the season was Thompson sees 100% of snaps. Carter sees eh, 40 to 70%, somewhere in there, depending on the week. And that's not what we've seen these last two weeks. So, yeah, has Thompson had good weeks the last two weeks? Yep. Is that sustainable, playing, what is that, 69% of snaps? I mean, theoretically, uh, but I wouldn't count on it, right? Like, the, that extra 30% is extra production. I want that. If it's between Shaq Thompson and a guy that plays every snap, I'm probably taking the guy that plays every snap. So, I don't know. Not great. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll see if his playing time goes up, but just definitely something that stands out. Jermaine Carter, next producer on this list, six combined tackles. Uh, we talked about him. He was in for 77% of snaps. That doesn't feel safe to me either. I feel like we're going to get back to normality here one of these weeks with Thompson seeing every snap and Carter seeing a reduced role, so I would stay away from that. Okay, Brian Burns, massive game. Five combined tackles, sack, tackle for loss, force fumble, QB hit, uh, sprained ankle due to Mac Jones uh, in his shenanigans, so hopefully he'll be back sooner rather than later because, man, is he great and we need him. Uh, after that, Hassan Reddick landed a sack. He was in for 81% of snaps. I mean, I keep saying that this guy's lucking into production and it's going to stop one of these days, but it yeah, it hasn't stopped. So, hey, do what you want to do, right? You want to roll him out, fire away. Um, you know, the metrics that guys like uh, John Macri at PFF have looked at tell us that he's lucking into production not actually making production or, or not, you know, being talented enough to create his own production. He's in the right place at the right time. He's not Miles Garretting and just, you know, plowing through people and making shit happen. So, uh, you know, everything metrics-wise says the gravy train's coming to an end one of these weeks. So, I don't know, just keep that on your radar. Um, I don't have any Reddick, so I don't have to worry about it. But if you do, I mean, you can't argue with production, right? you got to keep playing him while he keeps landing sacks. But 
just know that this is on the horizon and it's a strong possibility that it stops and stops pretty good one of these weeks coming up. Okay, moving on from there, let's look at the corners because I saw Gilmore got a pick this week. So Dante Jackson played the most. That makes sense. Beyond that, who boy. Just a mess. Just an absolute mess beyond that. So Keith Taylor played the second most, 42% of snaps. Uh, A.J. Boye, 37%. Rashawn Melvin, 29%. Stephon Gilmore, 26%. Jesus, what a mess. Uh, so, I mean, short version with that is Dante Jackson is the only streaming option here currently, period, end of story. Okay, beyond that, guys that let us down this week, all the corners, basically, yeah, all of them, except Gilmore, but you know, beyond that pick, he just had two tackles, so nothing special. Uh, Derek Brown... Acceptable week, three combined tackles, pass defense. Yeah, that's it. All right, let's look at playing time. So, I mean, the big one is obviously the Jermaine Carter, Shaq Thompson thing. Beyond that, the corners are a freaking mess. Everything else is normal. Everything else looks good. So we'll see if there's any stability or movement with the cornerback core, if that settles down and we get something useful beyond just uh, Dante um, Jackson. Uh, and then, yeah, at the, um, at the inside linebacker, we got to see what happens with Shaq Thompson, Jermaine Carter. We'll keep an eye on that. Those are the stories we're following going forward. I got nothing for you. No waivers, no moves. Just, uh, you know, keep an eye on it and beware that if you're plugging in Shaq Thompson, you're getting a guy playing like 70% of snaps tops. And that's not what you paid for. You paid for an every snap three down linebacker and you're not getting it. So... That'll catch up to us sooner rather than later, unless his playing time goes up. With that being said, let's keep her moving. Okay, we got the Parlay Killer, Part 2, or 3, or 4. Uh, Bills, Jags this week. Boy, what a fun one this was. Jesus Christ. That's the NFL for you, my friends. Um, you know, nothing's ever set in stone, really. As much as we think we know, we, we really don't know shit. Um, it's just somewhat educated guesses that are occasionally correct. Um, you know, I stare at this crap every week, multiple hours a week, and uh, I had no idea this was going to go down like this. I don't think anyone did. Um, so we do the best we can with what we got and uh, let the chips fall where they may. All right, let's start with the Bills. Levi Wallace led the way, seven combined tackles, tackle for loss, pass defense. Uh, yeah, he played 100% of snaps, because he always does. Yes, he did. Beautiful. Tremaine Edmonds, good week, seven combined tackles. He also played 100% of snaps. Yes, he did. Uh, Tredavious White, six combined tackles, half a sack, a pass defense. He also played 100% of snaps. Yes, he, well, 98, close enough. Uh, after that, it gets weird. Saran, Neal, Harrison Phillips, five combined tackles each. We can ignore that. That's 82%, and that's a replacement corner because Teron Johnson got hurt. And who was the other guy? Harrison Phillips. That's a fat guy defensive tackle that doesn't do much. Yeah, 41% of snaps. You can ignore that. Uh, Jordan Poyer, down week, four combined tackles, tackle for loss. Matt Milano, down week, four combined tackles, tackle for loss. Micah Hyde, down week, three combined tackles, tackle for loss, pass defense. Mario Addison landed an outlier sack. He only played 
48% of snaps. He's part of that rotation. You can ignore that. Ed Oliver did nothing, as is tradition. Jerry Hughes, bad week, but once again, he's part of that rotation. There wasn't a lot of offense here in general, so I'm not super shocked by really any of this. Let's find out what's up with Teron Johnson, though, because quite frankly, that's the only thing that matters here. Okay, concussion, so he'll be okay. He'll be back probably next week or, you know, next game. Uh, yeah, not not a long-term thing. He'll be fine, so we don't even need to talk about Saran Neal or whatever this guy's name is. Um, normal order of operations is Tredavious White, Levi Wallace, Teron Johnson all play 100% of snaps. Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano play 100% of snaps. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer play 100% of snaps. Then it drops off a cliff to a defensive line rotation of Russo, Addison, Hughes, and I know there's at least one guy I'm missing. Epinesa, yep. Um, at defensive tackle, it's Ed, Useless, Oliver, and Star, occasionally decent, Lutu Lele. Uh, yeah, and that's it. That's the same every single week for this defense. Nothing changes ever. There are no waiver wire moves unless someone gets hurt. And the only injury is Teron Johnson with a concussion. He'll be back next game, so we're looking good. Moving on to Jacksonville. Josh Allen, the good one, led the way. Eight solo tackles, a sack, two tackles for loss, a pass defense, a QB hit, interception, recovered fumble. Just beautiful. That's a beautiful boy right there. He was in for 78% of snaps, and he remains an excellent defensive end option no matter what the matchup is. So we're looking good. This is somewhat surprising. Rudy Ford, seven solo tackles, three pass defenses, and a picks. Who is Rudy Ford? Strong safety, 99% of snaps. That's new. Oh, boy, is that new. Okay. What is going on here? All right. So where is Wingard? Let's start there. Hundred. Oh, they went three safeties. They went three safeties this week. Okay. That's new. All right. Let's hit pause and see what there is to find out on this. Okay, there's a lot to unpack here from what I just read. So TLDR version is he's a slot corner designated a safety on NFL Jesus. Who the hell knows what he's designated in your league of merit, but it looks like uh, it was a game plan. It was a game plan thing. Uh, they put him in specifically with shutting down Cole Beasley in mind. Uh, and they thought that, you know, by, by going with an extra defensive back on the field, it would improve their chances against the pass-happy Bills, and it did. They won the game. So does that mean this is going to be a long-term thing? I would bet no. I would bet this was like a one-game uh, game plan. But if you want, you can add uh, Rudy Ford speculatively. Um, if he's a corner, absolutely. Absolutely, that's worth an add to see if this turns into a thing. As a safety, eh little bit less interested but you know if he's a corner slack corner um that's playing 99 percent of snaps and had this really good game right here and there's all this nice stuff about him that i just read on the jaguars beat writers why the hell not it's worth a shot right um we'll see but that's the move. Don't add this guy and plug him in next week because it's just as likely to be a one-game game plan that they came up with to stun the Bills at home. Uh, so, yeah, that's what's going on with that. Interesting. Pretty wild. Okay, moving on from there. Damian Wilson, Miles Jack, seven combined tackles apiece. That looks good for both. 
Uh, Miles Jack, 100% of snaps. Damian Wilson, 72% of snaps. No changes there. They are the inside linebackers. That looks fine. Tyson Campbell, the rookie corner, five combined tackles. Uh, the corner order of operations was him and Shaq Griffin, 100% of snaps. And then where's Trey Herndon? Where are you? He didn't even play. Wow. What's going on with that? I mean, I'm not going to check it. It's Trey Herndon. No one, no one gives a shit except me just because I have to write this corner article. But I'm not even seeing any snaps from him this week. So maybe he's the guy that got displaced for Rudy Ford. Um, regardless, if it's not Griffin, if it's not Campbell, it's not someone you're going to stream. So that's all there is to that. Uh, okay, moving on from there. Ray Sean Jenkins, four solo tackles, which is a bit down, to be honest with you. Uh, he certainly could have done better than that in this matchup, but he was in for 100% of snaps. Andrew Wingard was also in for 100% of snaps. We did not get a bounce-back game. We just got two solo tackles out of Andrew Wingard. So down game in general for Jenkins and Wingard. I'm sure they'll, they've been excellent most of the season, so I'm not so you know not super worried about it. They'll bounce back. Okay, from there we've got... Some more production. We've got Dwayne Smoot, three solo tackles, a sack, a tackle for loss, two QB hits. Uh, yeah, this is the guy that's basically displaced uh, Calevon uh, Chason. Uh, Smoot was in for 82% of snaps this week. Wow, that's excellent. So he's the other, looks like, 4-3 defensive end, along with uh, Josh Allen, the good one. So, yeah, that's a fine option, especially in deeper leagues if you need defensive end help and a guy we've talked about previously on this uh, article, podcast, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so that looks good. Uh, Shaq Griffin, poopy game. Nevin Lawson, poopy game. Yeah, the streaming corners were not super great this week. Uh, like I said, there was not a lot of offense. That does not lend itself well to corner production. So it is what it is. We'll live. Taven Bryan landed two sacks. What is a Taven Bryan? It's a defensive tackle that played 30% of snaps and is not someone I knew existed until just now. So we can skip that. Beyond that, everything else here looks normal. Let's look at the playing time. Andre Sisco, just special teams, so no move there. Kayla Von Chason, still non-existent, 19% of snaps. Damian Wilson, decent playing time. Josh Allen, awesome. Dwayne Smoot, big bump in snaps, like a fifth, like a thirty percent bump in snaps. So, uh, if you need the help, Dwayne Smoot looks pretty, pretty good right now. Rudy Ford, biggest story from the Jags this week, but uh, the move is once again, if you're interested and he's a corner, add him and sit on it. We'll see what happens. As a safety, less so, but same story. Regardless, we want to see what happens next week before pulling the trigger on putting him in the lineup. And that's it. That's that's what's going on here. And uh, definitely a surprising game, but, uh, you know, that's why they play the game any given Sunday. Okay, Vikings-Ravens. This was a excellent back-and-forth affair. Went to overtime. And uh, I loved the tweet this week about how the Ravens had Justin Tucker and the Vikings kicker was like 12 cats hiding in a coat with some smoke and mirrors. That's That's pretty accurate. Uh, all right, we'll start on the Vikings side. Eric Hendricks led the way, as is tradition. 17 combined tackles, 10 of them solo. He played 100% of snaps and is worth his weight in actual gold if he uh, if he's playing and he's healthy and he's, you know, 
it, he's excellent. Always good. Okay, we got a last second inactive Harrison Smith uh, done for at least this week, probably next week too, because I don't think he vaccinated. They said two weeks on this guy. COVID positive. Cameron Bynum is the replacement. Cameron Bynum played 100% of snaps. He had 12 combined tackles, nine of them solo, and a pass defense, and a pick. Jesus. So there you go. There's your short, short, short term safety option this next game, and that's probably it uh, if you need it. So Cameron Bynum, waiver wire safety until Harrison Smith gets back in a week or two. There you go. Cameron Dantzler, next producer, 10 solo tackles. That's a great game at corner, 98% of snaps played. And that makes no sense whatsoever because the uh, Ravens can't pass their way out of a paper bag with a map and a flashlight. But it was that kind of week, so what can you do? Uh, Still, Mr. Dantzler does play enough if you want to stream him at corner. It would be him or... Wow, where is... Bashad Breland. Hmm, let's check on that. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So Bashad Breland got hurt, like, super early in this one. That's why we're not seeing anything for him here. Um, wow, is his playing time even on here? Yeah, 28% of snaps, and then he was out. Okay. So, yep, that's that's usually the best option is Bashad Breland, but uh, Dantzler's decent. Uh, looks like Chris Boyd came in and replaced uh, Breland. And then Mackenzie Alexander, distant third option right there. Um, So, yeah, definitely outlier production. That's not something you would expect out of a streaming corner matchup against the Ravens. But, hey, weird week. What can you do? Xavier Woods, nine combined tackles. That's beautiful. He was in for 100% of snaps. Um, He's a good safety, but not going to be super consistent. So this was a good week. We'll take it. Kenny Will Willikes Willicks something seven combined tackles half a sack two QB hits that is a who the hell is this guy defensive end forty two percent of snaps yeah that's some of the fallout from the Daniel Hunter injury it looks like so um, that's nice production but I don't trust it and he's not playing enough so I'm gonna pass. Looks like DJ Wanham saw the most increase in playing time, along with a pretty decent bump for Everson Griffin. 89% of snaps for Griffin, 73% for Wanham. So those are the guys that kind of had to take over for some of that missing Daniel Hunter production. Uh, So yeah, Kenny Kenny Willicks, Willicks, whatever, we're going to ignore that. Uh, Sheldon Richardson, sack and a half. That's beautiful. He was only in for 36% of snaps, though. Dalvin Tomlinson's the better IDP DT of the two with 60% of snaps played this week. Mm, DJ Wanham, the direct replacement for Hunter. Four combined tackles, one pass defense, one QB hit. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's decent. It's acceptable. Uh, you know, he's an okay defensive end waiver wire pick in much deeper leagues. Armand Watts landed a sack. Armand Watts is a nose tackle, 70% of snaps played. Yeah, nose tackles aren't usually IDP relevant. They're just big fat guys that clog up space and occasionally stop the run, so you can probably ignore that. And a bunch of guys we don't care about let us down after that, including Anthony Barr, who did somewhat save his day with a lucky interception. But that's it. No other stats of any kind. 
despite playing plenty. So that's what's going on. With the Vikings, the big news there is Mr. Bynum. Mr. Cameron Bynum is your waiver wire safety for the next couple weeks while Harrison Smith is dealing with COVID. Other than that, the only news here is Wanham is the direct replacement for Daniil Hunter. Everson Griffin saw a wee bump in playing time and had three combined tackles and a QB hit this week. And that be it for the Vikings. Heading on over to the Ravens. Lead producer, Josh Bynes, 11 combined tackles, eight of them solo, tackle for loss, and a pass defense. It's a massive game. He is playing the Patrick Queen role. He was in for 83% of snaps. While Patrick Queen was playing the, I can't even find his name here. Okay. No, I found it. We're good. 67% of snaps, which is actually better than last week. So he's still not really usable. What did he give us? What did he give us? Uh, four combined tackles. So, yeah, still not great, but uh, at least it's movement playing time in the right direction. But still, Josh Bynes remains the best option at inside linebacker for your Ravens. Deshaun Elliott, good game, six solo tackles, tackle for loss, two tackles for loss. I believe he got hurt in this one, though. It might be done for the season, so let me check that. Yep. Torn pec and torn bicep for Deshaun Elliott. He done for the season. Damn, man, that sucks. That guy's... I like that guy. Uh, So it looks like the replacement is B. Stevens. What is a B. Stevens? Brandon Stevens. Three combined tackles and a pass defense. I would not go rushing to uh, acquire this if I were you. Deshaun Elliott despite being, you know, capable of having some really nice games, was pretty sporadic, pretty inconsistent overall. Um, I highly doubt that this Stevens fellow is going to be much better, but it technically exists, therefore I'm mentioning it. If you need a waiver wire safety in deeper leagues, Mr. What is it? B. Brandon Stevens will be available replacing Deshaun Elliott going forward. It looks like that's the move. We'll confirm that next week after we see a full game of uh, whoever the replacement is. Uh, yeah, injury Grim Reaper strikes again. Okay, Tyus Bowser, flash in the pan game. He was in four. Well, actually, he played seventy-eight percent of snaps. So I, I, you know, I, I take that back. I apologize. Five combined tackles, tackle for loss, pass defense, QB hit. So yeah, I mean. You theoretically could play Tyus Bowser. I'm not going to, but uh, it's there. It's there if you need it. Uh, Deeper leagues only, obviously. Chuck Clark, bit of a stinker. Four combined tackles this week. He did play 100% of snaps, though, and uh, we know he's capable of having big weeks, so he'll bounce back. No sacks at all for the Ravens this week, so none of our pass rush guys did anything. And passing game-wise, too, kind of weird. It's... uh, it's like the Vikings didn't pass that much in this one. Marlon Humphrey, just uh, two pass defense and one tackle assist. Anthony Averidge, just one tackle assist. So, yeah, that's that's kind of poopy. They both played, well, 91% for Averett, 100% for Humphrey. So that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's like there was nothing for them to eat. So let's look at the passing stats for the Ravens. Okay, 187 yards passing, 17 completions. Yeah, that's nothing. That's almost nothing. So that makes sense. Um, Unfortunate because that looked like a good stream, but, uh, hey, shit happens. What can you do? Uh, All right, 
playing time, anything look weird here? I mean, besides Josh Bynes being better than Patrick Queen, not really. Uh, we've got the the injuries to Deshaun Elliott we talked about. That's it. Everything else is looking the same here, so nothing else really moving. Um, yeah, another another weird game in a weird week, but uh, at least the Ravens got the win in the end, so uh, they got something for their for their troubles. Okay, moving right along to Eagles Chargers. We'll start on the Chargers side. Linval Joseph, old man Linval, led the way. Nine combined tackles. Man, that is a blast from the past. He was in for 79% of snaps and has not been super IDP relevant in the better part of a decade, so we can ignore that. Love the guy, but it's it's been past his time for some time now. Drew Tranquil. Nine combined tackles. Let's see how that shook out. So inside linebackers this week, Kazir White, 81% of snaps. Drew Tranquil, 70% of snaps. Kenneth Murray, theoretically able to play, did not play. I'm not seeing any snaps here. Let me just double check that. Yeah. No, I'm not seeing anything. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out. The first game, Murray's back. But don't forget that Murray was on the outs even before the ankle injury. So I don't think that changes much. If anything, you know, Kazir White and Drew Tranquil might see a little tiny dip each, uh, but I doubt it. You know, those are clearly the better options. Uh, the Chargers have figured that out, and uh, that's what they've been going with. So I'm not super worried about it, and I airlocked most of my Kenneth Murray shares already. So is what it is. Uh, Tranquil, good game. Not great playing time, though. Um yeah, only 70% of snaps. Kazir White, good game. Eight combined tackles, four of them solo. He was in for 81%, so that's that's a little better. Derwin James, down week, five combined tackles, four of them solo. He played 100% of snaps, though, because he's Derwin James. Uh, beyond that, Joey Bosa landed a sack, so we're looking good there. He was in for 86% of snaps. Uh, the corners did not do much of note, any of them. No one else did anything much of note at all. It really looks like the Eagles were on offense for the vast majority of this game. Just looking at this box score here. Let's have a look-see. Let's see if I'm a little crazy or if that's true. Wow, no, the Chargers were on offense for the vast majority of this game. 33-27. to 27. That's so weird because this box score has... Many, many more Eagles producers and 78 Eagles combined tackles, 61 for the charge. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I'm tired. It's late. Uh, it happens. Okay. So regardless, that's what's going on with the Chargers. The only thing we're really trying to keep an eye on is the Kenneth Murray thing. When that happens, we'll see how that affects uh, Tranquil and White and take it from there. But I'm not super worried about it. Moving on over to the Eagles. The big story last couple weeks has been Singleton's demotion, TJ Edwards' promotion. Edwards was in four. Holy shit, 96% of snaps this week. Good God. Singleton only saw 14%. So yeah, things are looking much better if you picked up TJ Edwards. Uh, the production is still there, and the playing time increased exponentially. So 12 combined tackles, five of them solo for Mr. Edwards this week. If you picked him up last week, you are looking good. And if he's still out there, definitely grab him because this is looking super good. Okay, next guy was Davian Taylor, eight combined tackles, six of them solo. 
71% of snaps played. That tracks with the past few weeks here. He's looking pretty solid as an LB3 or 4 in deeper leagues. Rodney McLeod was back, eight combined tackles. Looks like that displaced uh, Mike Epps, excuse me, Marcus Epps. Uh, Marcus Epps, 38% of snaps. McLeod, 99%. Anthony Harris, 90%. So, yep, looks like Epps is back to being the odd man out with a healthy McLeod and a healthy Harris. Um, yep, so there you go. If either is available, that's a fine safety. Alex Singleton managed six uh, combined tackles despite only playing... Ooh, what was it? Where the hell is he? 14% of snaps. Jesus. So he's, you know, even even playing, a, you know, about a, a tenth of the game, he's managing to uh, produce insanely efficiently. That's that's crazy. So, yeah, but you can't play him, though. Not on 14% of snaps. That's batshit crazy. Uh, okay. Beyond that, a bunch of guys we don't care about. Looks like the pass rush was completely ineffective. No sacks of any kind. Uh, another poopy week for Javon Hargrave, just three combined tackles, no other stats of any kind. So, yeah, he has come right back down to earth after that monster start to the season. It's almost like this was something we talked about and predicted and said that, uh, you know, that type of production is not sustainable for the entire year. I feel like those words came out of my mouth at some point. I don't know. Maybe I'm nuts. All right, looking at playing time. So McLeod and uh, Harris both being back and healthy, 99% of snaps for McLeod, 90% for Harris. So those are the two safeties going forward, it looks like. Uh, Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett, Javon Hargrave all played their normal snaps on the defensive line, 83%, 80%, 75%. That's fine. Josh Sweat, 61%. That's down a little bit, but I think he's okay. Nothing to see there. Um Corner-wise, Anthony Maddox only played 32% of snaps. There's something definitely up with that. Let's check that real quick. Excuse me, I meant Avante Maddox. And yes, knee injury, questionable to return. He did not return. So it looks like Z McPherson replaced him. Who is that? Zek, Zek, not even Zach. Zek, Z-E-C-H, McPherson. Jesus, what a stupid name. Yeah, you can ignore that. Um, if it's not Avante Maddox, I'm not into it. Plus, you know, Avante Maddox is the third corner here by a good amount. It's uh, Slay, Nelson, and then Maddox. Uh, so we're talking 60-ish percent of snaps anyway. That's not anything worth chasing. Looks like Darius Slay might have gotten beat up too. Let's check that. Yeah, looks like he was injured as well, but he was able to return to the game after taking uh, a chunk of plays off, so it, he should be fine going forward if he came back, so we're good there. Uh, yeah, so lots of stuff happening this week for the Eagles. We just covered all the corners, the safety shakeup. We've talked about the linebacker one's the biggest one, though. So Edwards went from a guy that was playing like 67% of snaps last week producing insanely efficiently and was just as dangerous as Singleton was to literally a perfect waiver wire linebacker in one week. If he can maintain this 96% of snaps with the efficiency and production he's had the last two weeks, that's absolutely beautiful. So if he's still there, grab him. Uh, if you got him last week, play him. Uh, TJ Edwards looks excellent. That looks beautiful. Uh, beyond that, uh, I mean, shit, that was plenty. Beyond that, everything else is fine, though, so we'll keep it moving. Okie dokie. 
Packers Chiefs. Next one we're going to talk about. I immediately see some shenanigans. Chris Barnes led the way for the Packers. Nine combined tackles and a pack, uh, tackle for loss. That's wild. 65% of snaps played this week. Okay, so with the release of Jalen Smith, it looks like uh, they're not cannibalizing that second inside linebacker role anymore. Chris Barnes is getting all of it. So that's almost acceptable as an LB like four plus in crazy deep leagues. Yeah, you could start Chris Barnes with that kind of playing time. So yeah, that somewhat makes sense. Uh, There you go. Chris Barnes back to somewhat relevance in the deepest and darkest of leagues. Um, Nice week for him. Devondre Campbell, seven combined tackles for them solo. That is another good week. 100% of snaps. He's been excellent. Kevin King, first week back in about a month, seven combined tackles in a pass defense. Um, yeah, that's that's the thing of beauty. He's an excellent streaming option when he's playing. 100% of snaps played for him. Uh, we lost Eric Stokes stupid early in this one, so let's find out what happened with that. Okay, Eric Stokes, quote, freak injury, quote, unquote, excuse me, in warm-ups. So that's fun. So he wasn't inactive. They had warm-ups. He was out, so we missed the window to sit him, and anyone that streamed him this week got screwed, myself included, in many places because that was an excellent matchup. So that's great, but hey, that's the type of week it was. All kinds of weird shit happening everywhere. Uh, He'll be fine, though. Looks like not a huge uh, injury, so he'll be back. So it'll be Kevin King, Eric Stokes as the two like best, probably, cornerback streams. Uh, Chandon Sullivan will probably be the third-place guy. Razul Douglas only plays when there's an injury to someone, and Jair should be back at some point this season, so that'll shake things up when that happens, too. But, all right, so Kevin King, good week. Chandon Sullivan, good week, but remember, that's not a thing unless Stokes is out, and Stokes should be back next week, so you can ignore that. Adrian Amos, down week. Um, Yeah, I believe he played every snap, though. Yes, he did, 100% of snaps. Darnell Savage, decent week with the two-pass defense, tackle for loss, three combined tackles. But, yeah, he played every snap as well, but he's been basically dog shit all season, so I'm not interested. Uh, Rashawn Gary landed a sack. That's nice for him. He was in for 71% of snaps. Preston Smith was back, 74% of snaps. I don't believe he did anything with them, though. Let's double-check. Where are you, Preston Smith? Yeah, I'm not seeing any stats for him, so I don't think he did anything. Um, Yeah, that's it for production. Kenny Clark, bad week. Whitney Merciless did nothing. Dean Lowry did nothing. Kingsley Keek did nothing. Yeah. Down week for the pass rush for the Packers. Let's look at the playing time, see if anything's janky with that. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the corners. That's the only thing that really sticks out. Everything else looks pretty set in stone. Kenny Clark, only 37% of snaps. That's messed up. Let's see what's going on there. Yep, Uh, star defensive tackle Kenny Clark exits game early with injury. They didn't even say what type of injury, but they don't believe it to be a long-term issue. His status is in the air for the next game here, but uh, they, they don't think it'll be anything longer than that. This is not even worth looking at for a waiver wire replacement. We're talking defensive tackle, replacement, substitute, backup. You don't want to go down that path, trust me. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Clark hopefully will be fine. Man, the injury of Grim Reaper really went to town on the Packers this week. Good God. 
Um, but yeah, okay, beyond that, we're looking pretty good here. Yep. Yeah, everything appears to be okay. I don't see Kingsley Keek. He might he might have been an inactive from a previous injury. Uh, and Dean Lowry only saw 34% of snaps. So very strange injury-riddled week for the Packers, but it's a bunch of guys most people don't care about. So just, you know, monitor them during the week. Keep an eye on beat reporters, and we'll circle back before kickoff against, I believe it's the Seahawks they get this upcoming week. But uh, beyond that, everything looks decent. Heading on over to the Chiefs production, we've got Chavarius Ward and Anthony Hitchens, seven combined tackles apiece. Chavarius Ward is a, a corner along with Legarius Sneed that plays almost every snap, but he's generally not good, so I don't stream him that often. It's there, though, if the matchup is correct. Uh, Hitchens was back from injury for the first time in quite some time. He was in for 49% of snaps, while Nick Bolton was only in for 43% of snaps. Willie Gay was in for 65% of snaps. Ben Neem in 40% of snaps. Uh, yeah, so giant mess is the short way of saying that. You can't trust anyone here. Bolton was the guy. 43% of snaps ain't going to cut it, though. So kind of more of the same garbage uh, for the Chiefs in, in regards to playing their inside linebackers correctly. They refuse to, so we suffer. Uh, hey, what can you do, though? Um, so keep that in mind if you're rolling out Bolton or Gay or any of those guys. Uh, the, I, the, the playing time is not ideal currently. Honey Badger, big week. Six combined tackles, sack tackle for loss, QB hit. Uh, yeah, that's nice for him. He's not super consistent, but he is capable of having these monster weeks. 100% of snaps played, as is tradition. Legereus Sneed, big week, six combined tackles, two pass defense, and a pick. He was in for 97% of snaps. As a corner, that's nice. As a safety, less so. Nick Bolton still gave us five combined tackles, despite getting screwed into just 43% of snaps. Juan Thornhill continues to do nothing with the Daniel Sorensen role. Frank Clark did nothing as is tradition. Chris Jones let us down with just two combined tackles and two QB hits. And there's no one else here worth talking about, except maybe Melvin Ingram, who just had one tackle assist on the game and played 46% of snaps in his first game as a Kansas City Chief. So that's what we got going on. There's no waiver wire moves here. I'm not going to tell you to go get Anthony Hitchens because that's, that's batshit crazy, and I would never tell you to do something batshit crazy. So that's where we're at. We'll see what happens next week, but playing time was basically all the same. Uh, the inside linebacker situation continues to be a giant mess. And, uh, yeah, same guys, different week. Let's keep it moving. Okay, another divisional showdown, Cardinals and Niners. We'll start with the Cardinals. Jordan Hicks led the way. That's, uh, that's yeah, that happens a good amount of the time. Eight combined tackles, tackle for loss. He was in four, 90% of snaps, so that looks good. Buda Baker, nice bounce-back game in the production. He's always excellent as a real football player, but IDP production, he bounced back for us this week. Seven combined tackles, a pass defense, and a pick. Beautiful game for Mr. Baker. Isaiah Simmons, good game, six solo tackles. He was in four, 100% of snaps. That's interesting. That's the first time I've ever seen that. He outsnapped Jordan Hicks. Wow. Okay. That's cool. Uh, I mean, it's it's Hicks and Simmons every week anyway, so nothing changes, but that's interesting. Jalen Thompson, another pretty good week, six combined tackles. 
Marcus Gold. Oh, hold on. Jalen Thompson played just seventy six percent of snaps this week. That's interesting. Uh, blowout nature of the win would be my guess. Because uh, Deontay Thompson saw some snaps, and they're not playing Deontay Thompson unless this game be over. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what I think be going on there. Um, I mean, let's just check it, make sure Jalen Thompson isn't hurt real quick. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. So I think, I think you know, blowout game was over. He got to sit a little bit. Marcus Golden, massive game, three sacks, three tackles for loss, three QB hits, five combined tackles. He was in four... 47% of snaps, which is not ideal. But once again, this was a blowout, so tack another 15 20% on that in a normal game, and he'll be fine. You know what? That makes sense for the Jordan Hicks thing, too. Uh, if this is a competitive game, he gets that extra 10%, and maybe Simmons doesn't. So not super concerning any of the playing time stuff we're seeing this week. Uh, Chandler Jones finally did something, landed a sack for the first time since week one. He was in for 83% of snaps. That's nice. Jordan Phillips landed a sack. That's an outlier. 34% of snaps. Defensive end, you can ignore that. Mm, guys that let us down this week, Zach Allen and Marco Wilson. Byron Murphy as well. So not a great streaming corner game, but it was the Niners, not the 99 Rams in the building, so it makes sense. Um, ooh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm watching the game. Uh, Kendall Vildor, pass deflection. Well, I'll be. He did something. That's incredible. All right, I digress. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, no one, no one of note really let us down over here this week. Zach Allen, I mean, if you're playing Zach Allen, you, things are not going well. He did play 80% of snaps, though, so he got that going for you, at least. Uh, waiver wire, nah, there's nothing here. Uh, playing time, anything that's weird was just because this was a blowout and the game was over. I think we're looking good. Heading on over to the Niners. Top producer this week, Fred Warner, as is tradition. 14 combined tackles, six of them solo, 100% of snaps played. Beautiful. Eric Armstead, 10 combined tackles, a sack, a tackle for loss, and a QB hit. He was in for 77% of snaps this week. That is 100% an outlier game. Yes, he's playable. Yes, he's somewhat productive. But I don't think I've seen these stats out of him since last year. So don't count on this every week, but if you had to start him, hey, it paid off. Aziz Alshayer, nine combined tackles and a pass defense. That's excellent. He's back. He's healthy. What did he play? 99% of snaps. Beautiful. So Shayer will be the guy until Greenlaw gets back, but um, it, at least he was back and it wasn't uh, some random dude I've never heard of like last week, so we'll take that. Uh, next guy was Tavon Wilson, who is a safety uh, that played along with Hafunga. So it looks like not only Tart, but um, the other guy. Uh, can't forget. I mean, I can't remember his name right now. But there's there's two shitty safeties on San Fran, and they were both out. They both got replaced. Hufunga's the one that's more long-term because Tart's going to be out for a minute. Wilson is probably just a, a short-term thing, so I, I wouldn't go after this if I were you. DJ Jones, eight combined tackles, tackle for loss. That is a defensive tackle. That appears to be your Javon Kinlaw replacement, so that's interesting. D 
deeper leagues maybe if you need a defensive tackle. DJ Jones, acceptable playing time, really nice production this week. I wouldn't count on it weekly just due to the nature of defensive tackle, but if you need a warm body, there you go. Emmanuel Mosley and Nick Bosa, both acceptable weeks without landing any splash plays. Uh, Mosley was cornerback number one, 100% of snaps played. Bosa was in for 74% of snaps. That looks good. Dre Kirkpatrick and Josh Norman split the other corner position. There's something up with that. Let's find out what it is. Wow. Okay. So I was expecting to see something about a Josh Norman injury. Instead, I found out he's just uh, he's just an, he's an idiot. He's just an idiot. He's not injured. He's an idiot. So apparently, he got into an argument with Cliff Kingsbury, who is the coach of the other team, got a 15-yard penalty, uh, cost his team whatever the hell was going on, I assume like a third down or something, uh, and then got benched the rest of the game. So that's where Dre Kirkpatrick comes in. Uh, there's all kinds of articles on 49ers uh, beat writer Twitter about should they cut him, should they um, bench him. Um, people are pissed. They're not happy with Josh Norman. So not a good day for him. Um, I don't think there's a move here. I think we'll wait and see what happens next week and take it from there because, quite frankly, this is cornerback two on the Niners uh, between Drake Kirkpatrick and Josh Norman. So the amount of people even actually looking at this stuff is so small and insignificant that no one really cares. You can wait and pick whichever one of these two guys is the guy going forward. So don't worry about it. We'll circle back next week. But wow, pretty pretty dumb on Josh Norman's part. That's interesting. Okie dokie. Arden Key landed a sack. That's an outlier. Defensive end, 36% of snaps. You can ignore that. And what else we got? Anything? No, not really. Uh, so the big takeaways here this week are uh, Aziz Elshair is back, looking good, nine combined tackles, playing plenty. That's excellent. Um, it looks like D Jones, DJ Jones is the defensive tackle uh, replacement for Javon Kinlaw. Eric Armstead had a massive outlier week that probably won't happen again anytime soon. And uh, Jimmy Ward, that's the other safety, uh, was inactive, so Tavon Wilson replaced him. But I can't remember seeing anything about a Jimmy Ward injury, so this is probably a short-term thing. If it's not, though, there you go. Tavon Wilson, waiver wire safety. You just need to make sure that Jimmy Ward is actually not playing first. So one thing does affect the other. That's it for the Niners this week. Let's uh, keep it moving. Okay, and we'll wrap up the Sunday games with the Rams and Titans. Just a quick reminder, the Monday night game will be dropped in this article later in the day on Tuesday when I get a chance to record it after work. Let's get started with the Titans. Imani Hooker, safety, led the way, 12 combined tackles, 8 of them solo. He played 100% of snaps. That's, yeah, that's uh, par for the course. Not him leading the way, but him having a good game. That happens. Um, fine safety option if you need it. Elijah Molden, eight combined tackles, six of them solo. Yes, he was set up for an excellent streaming day. He did play 82% of snaps, so that looks good. Janoris Jenkins was in for 100%. And then C. Jackson played 100%. Who the hell is C. Jackson? Chris Jackson, seven combined tackles and a pass defense. Ooh, baby. Okay. So we may have a new streaming corner option on the radar for the old uh, Titans here. We'll have to see what next week brings, but I'm intrigued. 
Jayon Brown was back this week from the IR. He played seventy one percent of snaps. Okay, so he played the Rashawn Evans role basically and had seven solo tackles. Uh, we'll have to see how this shakes out. Rashawn Evans wasn't inactive this week, so we're not going to know anything until we see Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown on the field at the same time to know which one is going to be the guy. We do know David Long is the guy, which is the other guy it will be determined when we see Brown and Evans on the field. David Long got dinged in this one, but was able to play 88% of snaps and have us an excellent uh, game, as is tradition. Uh, Six combined tackles, two pass defense, and a pick. So that looks good. Kevin Biard picking a touchdown. Beautiful game for him, 100% of snaps. Jeffrey Simmons, six combined tackles, three sacks, three QB hits, uh, excuse me, four QB hits, three tackles for loss. Jeffrey Simmons is a fine defensive tackle um, for IDP purposes, 79% of snaps played. This is an outlier week, though. Uh, I'm getting DMs like, hey, should I pick up Jeffrey Simmons over this guy or that guy? No. You shouldn't. Look what else he's done this season. Not much. Especially if it's like a DL flex spot, go defensive end. Um, Jeffrey Simmons' value as is in a defensive tackle-specific slot as a DT2 or 3 in deeper leagues. That's his value. Uh, you know, for the once a month he does something like this. Um, this is not going to be an every week thing. This was definitely outlier production. So just keep that in mind. Uh, David Long, we talked about, good week. Harold Landry, good week with half a sack. Jack Rabbit, good week with uh, five combined tackles and a pass defense. Danico Autry, good week, sack and a half. Danico Autry was in for 72% of snaps. Yeah, he's acceptable. He was a lot better back in the day, but decent DE three or four in deeper leagues. Beyond that, it drops off a cliff. Guys that let us down this week, Bud Dupree did nothing of note. He was in for 60% of snaps. Monty Rice, the guy everyone was talking about, myself included, last week, only played special teams. So there you go. With J.M. Brown back, Monty Rice is no longer a thing. We'll see how this shakes out with the linebackers next week, and I just want to check the David Long injury real quick. All right, I just scoured the internet. I'm not seeing anything on this David Long injury, so it can't be that bad. We'll just see what happens and circle back after next week. Just keep an eye on it. Um, he's been the guy all year, though, so there's nothing that's that you know changes my mind on that. Um, Jayon Brown was on the outs even before the injuries, so uh, I'm not super concerned about it. The, the only thing we're going to track is who gets that other inside linebacker role next to David Long, so we'll keep an eye on that. But uh, waiver wire-wise, nada. Uh, you can pick up Brown and, and hope maybe he displaces Evans as the other inside linebacker, but that's, I don't know, that's iffy. Um, deeper leagues only and speculative ad and see how it plays out uh, next week and or the next time him and Evans are on the field together and we'll take it from there. Other than that, all is good in Tennessee. Okay, moving on over to, to the Rams. We got Jordan Fuller leading the way. This was a blowout, by the way, so take all this with a grain of salt. Seven combined tackles, pass defense... And, yeah, seven combined tackles, past events, almost every snap played. Same thing with Rap, 97% each. Ashawn Robinson, six combined tackles. You can ignore that. 
He did play enough at 66% of snaps, but this was a blowout. He got some extra time, and he's just a big, you know, space-clogging fat guy, basically. Leonard Floyd landed a sack. That's good. Von Miller didn't play, so we don't know what that looks like. Uh, Floyd was in for 97% of snaps. Ernest Jones, four combined tackles. That's it. Ernest Jones, 62% of snaps. Troy Reader, 83% of snaps. If only there were someone out there in IDP Twitter that told everyone to hold their friggin' horses and that this wasn't set in stone and that Ernest Jones' snaps were against a Houston team that they're up 28-zip on at halftime and that they could afford to play a rookie because it was the Texans and who gives a shit. Oh, that's right. That was me. Uh, yeah. So, looks like I was right. Um, we'll see if it actually pans out because we're only one week into this. But we can't go with this as a set-in-stone thing until we see it set in stone. Uh, and that does not mean one week against the Texans. That means a couple weeks with some real opponents sprinkled in there. The first real opponent we see the Rams play, they trust Troy Reader more than Ernest Jones. Was Ernest Jones sick, apparently? Yes. Did that affect his playing time? I don't know. Uh, you know what? Let's let's take a pause and find out what there is to find out. Okay, big news here. We can add Ernest Jones to the Big Dump Premium Rankings. Stomach bug, Friday. So, he was pooping his brains out, basically. And we what we've seen with stomach bugs this year, slash, basically, in all time, is it's like a 24-hour thing, right? Like... You, you turn inside out through your own asshole, you puke a few times, and you're good to go 24 hours later. So I, do I think Ernest Jones being sick affected his playing time this week 72 hours later? No, not at all. Do I think that he's going to make an excellent addition to the Big Dump Premium Rankings? Yes. Yes, I do. That's far more important, if we're being honest. Um, but yeah, I, I don't give that any... any um, yeah, I don't believe that. So, you know, from what we've seen against a real team, the Rams trust Reader more than they trust Jones. That That's what we've seen. Um, so we'll see what happens next week. Does that mean you should airlock Ernest Jones? Nope. Does that mean that you should start Troy Reader and assume that he's the guy going forward? Nope. Uh, did Tom Kisslingberry make an excellent point on Twitter today saying that the last time the Rams had a linebacker, an inside linebacker, um, lead, uh, have, you know, be the same guy leading the team in snaps week to week was week three and four and we're in week nine and 10 now. Yes. That that's a great point. This has been super sporadic, fluctuating all over the place. So the move here is to hold Jones, hold reader, see how it shakes out and go from there. Uh, that's the best thing we can do. But right now it looks like readers, the guy. So We'll see what happens. Moving on from there, Aaron Donald, another great game. Sack, four combined tackles, two QB hits. He's super good. Jalen Ramsey pick, looking great. Darius Williams was back from IR. That's great news. Let's see how the corners shaked out. Ramsey led the way, of course. That is tradition. Dante Dion, 62% of snaps. Darius Williams, 60% of snaps. Robert Rochelle, 36% of snaps. So it looks like... Well, I mean, you know, game script was part of this for sure. So, wow, Fields is such an idiot. Good God. Okay, so game script was 100% part of this. We've got, uh, 
we've got a Tennessee team that went up 21-zip early and just basically ran the ball the rest of the game. So does that mean you need as many corners? No. So that explains Williams, Rochelle, guys like that seeing a lower snap count this week. But what this does tell me is the next time they play a pass-happy team, it'll be Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams, and possibly Dante Dion as the three corners that they're rolling out. Um, we've seen in the past that Williams is the corner two when he's healthy and good to go. So I think that'll be the order of operations going forward. Regardless, next week we'll tell the story and we'll know more for sure at that point. Okay, moving on from there. We've got some outlier production. We've got Greg Gaines with half a sack. Greg Gaines is a nose tackle backup that played 98% of snaps. You can absolutely ignore that. We've got Troy Reader, despite playing more, having only two solo tackles and a pass defense. So that's poopy. We've got Agbania Akarawanko with half a sack. He is a linebacker that played 31% of snaps. I do remember saying that name before because I stumbled through it the first time, but he's still only playing 31% of snaps, so you can ignore that. Uh, yeah, that's what we got for the Rams. Um, playing time, everything's a little janky because it was a blowout. But the big takeaways are Darius Williams is back. He'll be part of our streaming corners going forward. Uh, uh, Troy Reader and Ernest Jones, it is not settled. It's anything but settled. And if we were to settle it right now, Reader would be the better option in terms of playing time. And we all know that more playing time equals more production. So I think we just sit on that. We wait and see what happens, and we take it from there. Other than that, everything looked pretty good here. Uh, everyone else played what they were supposed to play. Most of them gave us what we needed. And uh, the Rams will bounce back, I'm sure. Uh, okay, thank you for listening to the first part of the Monster. The Monday game will be added to this article shortly. Um, probably by Tuesday night it'll be in there. Uh, hope everyone enjoyed this week's edition. Uh, good luck with uh, all your matchups this week, and uh, I hope that the fantasy gods are a little kinder to us all, that the injury Grim Reaper just leaves us the hell alone, and uh, I'm, I'm praying uh, for Ernest Jones' butthole also. All right, take care.